from the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. I'm Hillary Livingston Butler. Uh, you might notice that I'm coming to you uh, pre-music. That is because your Tishi host this week. Um, we're just a little bit busy. We got a lot of stuff going on, so we thought, you know what? We're gonna bring back uh, a Tishi classic. This is from almost three years ago, like just a little bit over. Yeah, it's deep COVID. We had <laughs> we had a lot of time on our hands, so hence this episode is like over two hours long. But I I re-listened it and it's super fun. Um, and it's really like the origins of a lot of uh stuff like. Um, cop not cop we really stumble into that one um, we discuss more of Anne's ho ratings um, <laughs> it's just a really really fun episode um, I think we might have been delirious from being at home almost constantly uh, for you know nine months or whatever but um, but it's really fun and you guys will be back soon I've got lots of stories to tell I mean did I um, try to DJ at my um, company's holiday party possibly did Rory celebrate his ninth birthday the next day while I was a little hungover and um, did I make him watch sneakers this weekend yes um, and I'm sure the rest of the hosts will have so many stories to tell um, but we'll leave you with this you know while you're shopping or while you're doing I don't know miscellaneous Christmas holiday tasks uh, you can listen to this long, fun episode. Um, and with that, we'll get you started. Bye. Get in, losers. We're going shopping. Middle-aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. It's This Show Has Everything. And today, let's go to the mall, everybody. We hinted at it last week. And today, we're covering our hours and hours and hours spent shopping, trolling, eating candy, and um, working at the mall. <sighs> Joining me on my mall walking tour, I've got two of my favorite mall rats. Starting near the South Shore Plaza the, in the Day Job Studios in Brighton, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> I'm going to forgive your lack of Boston geography because I laughed so hard at your intro, which I will edit out because that's not fair to the listeners. Or like, like I, I was trying to choose between South Shore Plaza, because that's what I know, or uh, Natick. But like, I guess you're, are you closer to Natick? I the Natick know. collection? I mean, I'm probably technically closer to uh, South Shore Plaza, but I think, you know, this is really a Cambridge side Galleria kind of. Okay. All right. Thank you. I don't know the North Shore. Uh, and within driving distance to the Mall of America, a.k.a. the Mall of My Teen Dreams, and the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. I have a very specific shopping list. I am in the market for some purple corduroy overall <laughs> shorts that I wear with only one strap buttoned up. Obviously. And probably my Timberlands, too. <laughs> I mean, what a dream. What a dream. Let's go to the Gap, and we'll find some Hunter Green or Navy versions of those, probably, if it's 1991. Oh, gosh. I love them all. Um, anyway, as usual, we'll do some small talk, some medium talk. Tishi recommends Amazon Plug of the Week, housekeeping, and how you can get involved. And with that, Anne, take us into some small talk. 
Well, you might think that this first topic is mine, but it is not. We have to talk about baking pans, Bobby? We do. Mystery baking pans? Mystery baking pans, or as I'm calling it, I like big bunts. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yes. So earlier this week, I came home to the apartment, and I found a, a mystery package had come for me. And when I opened it up, it was a beautiful Nordicware vaulted cathedral bunt pan. And my first thought was, somebody meant to send this to Anne. <laughs> and I op- I looked around and there was no gift receipt. And I noticed that it had been purchased uh, through Amazon, hopefully with our link, uh, but that there was no explanation of who it was. And then I wondered if maybe I had gotten drunk and ordered it, which is, you know, always possible. Not completely uh, out of the question. Usually when I drunk order things, they're from the Wish app, and they come like six months later. (laughs) So uh, they're not, it's usually like a $2 keychain that's also a multi-tool or um, like a weird clamp for a microphone or a camera. Like it's the weirdest, yeah. Like it's it's not usually a a high-end, fancy, specialized pan. Right. Also, Nordic Wear would have been spelled like W-E-A-R if it came off the Wish app. <laughs> or Bunt would have just been B-U-N-T. So, like, it's definitely legit. And I'm like, this, and it's a big one, too. It's a nine-cup uh, Bunt pan. And I know that was, I think that was your first question, was how many cups? So, uh, it, it's a sizable Bunt pan. And I said, well, we've been talking about baking a lot lately. We did the the pie, and you, got, you ladies did the pie crust, and I, uh, you know, did my commentary on the pie crust. And so maybe somebody's just getting us into the baking mood and it's a surprise gift. But then I also thought, you know, we're at the apartment in, uh, in the beautiful Brighton neighborhood of Boston, Massachusetts here. Not many people have our address at the apartment. You know, we're just starting to do like Christmas card. Like people are asking for it. Now we didn't do a big, we moved announcement like we did when we moved to Mayfair lane because uh, an apartment in Brighton is not exactly the <laughs> celebratory. We moved postcard so much. And so, like, it's a short list of people I could think of who would send this to me. And so we, I waited a couple of days to try to suss it out. One of you uh, kindly wondered if it might have been my mother, to which uh, I texted her, knowing it wouldn't have been. And her response was, I don't know. Did you steal something from me years ago from the kitchen? <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yes, I did. <laughs> and so uh, I have, I do have news to report here. I did figure oh, out. Oh, my gosh. I did. I should have known. I just. I did not anticipate a a resolution to this. But of course, of I, course, you found out who it was. It was not a matter of my sleuthing, although there were some various order numbers and things on the slip. I, I probably could have called and and done enough bullying or whatever to figure it out. But actually, the Facebook post on my personal Facebook page, which by the way, if you didn't see it, you can go find it there. Pictures of this big, beautiful bunt pan. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Friend... <laughs> That's right. This he likes VVVPs. <laughs> right. It's in, it's in my profile. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, a, a friend came came forward. Uh, it is someone who likes to mail me things. It's it's a good old uh, roommate and close friend of mine, Josh. He and his wife sent it to me. They're the parents of my godsons. Oh. And they let me know that they have been baking with the boys more and more lately, and they get a real kick out of it. And they sent me this pan, one, because they like it, and two, in hopes that we might do a Zoom bake-off with the boys. And, and, you know, we bake and they bake, and I think they have the same pan, and so we would be making the same thing at the same time. 
how I found out was I posted it to Facebook a couple of days ago or yeah, well, a few days ago by the time you hear this. And in response, I just get a text out of the blue from Josh and Kate that's just the recipe that they'd like me to use. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> for perfect. an all an olive oil bunk cake. So uh, I posted to Facebook and the result has also been everyone else giving me their favorite bunt cake recipes. <laughs> And so I now have an entire winter's worth of Bundt cake. And I, my biggest challenge now is going to be to figure out how to regulate that oven. I, I've I was going to ask. I've started to dial it in a little bit more. I've got the thermometer really wedged in there now. And I kind of, what I do is I preheat it long enough to get it to level off somewhere. And that way I can sort of figure out just how off the knob is on that particular day. I've also explored just replacing the... Uh, the internal thermometer on the oven, deciding how much I want to do home repair in this apartment. And I might, I might do it. The part's not that expensive. So I might actually just do it myself. Yeah. That might be worth it. Yeah. Cause I'd like to be able to bake, especially winter's coming and we're probably going to be stuck inside and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like to be able to do some, some actual cooking. Nothing you gotta, huge. You got to get them popovers. Right. Yeah. Cause again, I can't fit a, I can't fit a half sheet pan in there, but I can fit something just a little bit smaller in. So I can get, I've got quarter sheets. They fit fine. And I can probably get a third in there just right. So, and I could do a pie on that on a quarter sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, that's the, that's the mystery of the big bunt that has been in my life this week. It's been, it's actually very pretty too. Like it, it is. Mine is like, you know, one of those ugly old, like just generic ones that you buy at the grocery store yours is nice looking right i have one of those ones that's like straight sides and a flat bottom just the so it's sort of a like tube a pan yeah i have a tube pan that we've used for things before but this is is elegant as my friend courtney wrote on on facebook nice deep v's you know <laughs> the ridges to which i wrote back i think the technical term is flavor crevices <laughs> it is it's got some really deep v's in that bunt so it's good Anyway, uh, so so thanks to Josh and Kate. Thanks to everyone who followed the mystery. And uh, expect uh, photos of Bundt Cake uh, in the next couple of weeks. I've been I've been really, really busy on a side project the last couple of weeks. But after next week, things open up. So the holidays are coming and Bundt Cake might be the highlight this year. Yeah. That sounds oh, yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the holidays, I am bringing back the feature that I started Last week? Yeah, just yeah. last week. The Christmas movie review. I watched another dumb Christmas romance. As they are. Yes. I, I mean, I, I don't know why I have to say that it's a dumb Christmas romance, because it's kind of by definition they're... It's a bit redundant. They're yeah. dumb, yes. Um, this, I will remind people, last week I watched The Christmas Calendar, and this week I watched Holly's Holiday, which <laughs> I have seen floating around... I think it's on Hulu, but I, I, you know how the shows or whatever move around from platform to platform occasionally. So I've seen it around for a few years and refused to watch it because I'm not watching something as dumb as Holly's Holiday. I mean, what what does that tell you about the plot? You're like, oh, we'll just name a character Holly and then we're all set to go. No, that is lazy Hallmark movie writers. <laughs> do better but for whatever reason this year i decided that this was the time i was pleasantly surprised that it stars claire coffee who anybody who watched grim 
might know she starred on that show. I liked it quite a bit. Hillary, I bet Dave watched Grimm. 100%. Yep. <laughs> Dave and I share uh, some taste in genres. Yes. Sam too, which means I watched bits and pieces of Grimm in the background while playing football on my phone. Mm-hmm. She played Adeline, this sort of evil, sort of complicated character. But um, she's a good actress, and she is a cut above most of the actresses you see in these things. Um, so, in Holly's Holiday... Holly is a high-powered uh, business woman in New York City. She works in, wait for it, advertising. I was going to say advertising. <laughs> it's either that or she works at a magazine. Exactly. Right. And she seems to have it all together. She's got a great job. She's got a great apartment. She's got great does she friends. she wear stiletto heels? She does. The only thing that's missing is the perfect guy. Of course. Until the day she's on her way to work and she trips and falls and hits her head. And when she wakes up, the most perfect man helps her to her feet. And we, the audience, know that it is the mannequin from the department store across the street come to life. Oh. That is her perfect man. She does not know it, but it's not exactly a spoiler. They telegraph it pretty hard. Like they show the mannequin in the window and then they show the empty window. And this this uh, mannequin come to life is played by what's his name Ryan McPartland, who I know best from being on Chuck. His character was named Captain Awesome. If that tells yes. you kind of what he looks like, and he is the most corn fed, blonde Abercrombie looking model that you've ever seen. Yes. So she swept off her feet and enjoys her perfect man until she starts to learn that perfection is not all it's cracked up to be, and maybe. Just maybe the hipster Brooklyn photographer in her office uh, who has a crush on her is the is one the for right. her instead. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so see it. I see it. Yes. I I gave the Christmas calendar a D. Um, I've decided to establish a new rating system from now on. We're going to be measuring them in ho ho ho's. <laughs> and <laughs> Christmas calendar. Only gets two hosts. It's a ho-ho movie. <laughs> Whereas Holly's Holiday, it gets ten hoes. It's a ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho-ho oh. ho, 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 oh. movie. It's three and a third ho-ho-hoes. <laughs> Guys, I would watch this movie again. <laughs> wait, wait. Tell me where it's streaming again. Where is it? Hulu. Where... Okay. It's on Hulu. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Is it a ridiculous premise, the mannequin come to life to be her perfect lover? Yes, it is. <laughs> and when I looked at the IMDb reviews, I was curious because they came out at about 5.5 out of 10. And it seemed like you either rolled with the premise or you were like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Um, and I rolled with it, whereas the Christmas calendar was very treacly small town home for the holidays earnest this i would characterize more as kind of like a light comedy romance and they really lean into the goofiness of it and seem to not take it so seriously and i found that that made all the difference she has of course the black best friend who is legit (laughs) the best character in the movie. I would hang out with her because she's kind of awesome, and she sort of gets her own subplot, so they make some attempts at giving her, you know, something beyond just being the black best friend. But it was lots of fun. So again, three and a third ho-ho-hos. 
I feel like with these, if you just kind of roll with it, that's the best way to go with it. Because otherwise, if you're like expecting it to be anything more than, you know, then you can be like sort of surprised if you're like, this is going to be silly, but whatever. And then you're like, this is actually kind of funny. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed myself watching this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I think Happiest Season really bummed me out because I was like had too high expectations. And then I was like, this is like depressing to me. And, you know, I didn't really enjoy it. But when you when you go in with low expectations, sometimes, you know. I mean, maybe the key is to look for the dumbest title you possibly can. <laughs> Where it really is sort of a Mike Frizzell, like they, they went with the, you know. <laughs> yes, they worked backwards, except they didn't really work backwards because it has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> this was just sort of a mannequin redux. but like Right. With- <laughs> right. I'm basing all of my opinions about this movie so far on the Google image search results. Um, so we've got the, the poster shot, which is her with her hands on her hips, making kind of a sassy face and showing off her incredible cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she's got the two guys, one on each side and it's, it's sweater versus sideburns. Is that what I'm going for here? I guess I would guess, uh, I would say like GQ versus sloppy hipster. Yeah, there's a real Paul Rudd impression going on here. Mm, yes, photographer. Very, very much. He's got the skinny tie and the and the shirt tucked into the jeans. Now black tie with with brown belt. I mean, I think we have to have a conversation there. <laughs> he doesn't care, man. He's in he's Brooklyn. A, he's a hipster. He's beyond all this. Actually, he talks about that quite a lot because they go to a fancy party with a lot of models, and he's like, "This is such bullshit," which mm. I don't mm. disagree. No, I mean. How could you? Though low key, those kind of guys are the literal worst guys. Like I would mm-hmm. rather be with the mannequin because at least he's like hot and dumb as opposed to the guy that thinks he's like super smart. Right. But, you know. Oh, this is interesting. This film is available on Amazon as part of a lifetime holiday four film collection that also <gasps> includes The Christmas Consultant, <laughs> Holiday Spin, and the March Sisters at Christmas. Oh, please tell me Holiday Spin is about a cycling class. <laughs> uh, we might have, you might have to watch it for next week. Hang on a second. Is it like a DJ? <laughs> I Pottery assume it's somebody. Class. I assume it's somebody who works for a public relations firm. Um, oh yeah. Nope. It's nope, like nope. A- it's uh, Blake, Blake, and his mother Roxy live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Roxy owns a dance studio, and Blank, ah. uh, Blake is looking forward to a career as a fighter. Wait, is this the same movie? <laughs> oh, there's something about a terrible car accident. Oh I don't want God. to spoilers no. here. Hang on. Let me... <clears throat> it's a dance-centric movie, which actually would fit the, the the arc of the grand arc of this show. True. Yeah, because we it do love a shitty dance, dance movie. <laughs> hey, you can't say it's shitty. You haven't seen it yet. I'm... <laughs> Well, that's right. You'll have to let us know how many how many hoes it gets. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't get down to the cast. Uh oh, is this I might have the wrong the wrong one. Uh, There's more I'm... than one movie named Holiday Spin. <laughs> that's not like a saying. <laughs> right. Uh well oh, there's something about a Ralph Macchio. Oh. I'm there for it. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, okay, oh, 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 he's only in a secondary cast, Ugh. so he's just got to walk on it or something. You know, I saw him two decades ago 
in the um, touring production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying in the Ooh. Matthew Broderick Ooh. Uh, main role. He's not that great of a singer, yeah. but he can dance. I was not surprised when he won Dancing with the Stars, although apparently everybody else was because I had seen him do it before. I'm looking at the cast and it's Karen Olivo is in it and she's amazing. She's actually like a Broadway star. So, um, but she's, but she's third build. So she's probably just like the Latina best friend. Sure. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to put this on your agenda, but I think I might've just put this on your agenda. Uh, we should probably hold off on putting this on the, uh, Tishi Amazon plug of the week until we know if, uh, we need a critical mass of these movies, a quorum of these movies need to be good. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, and plus there's only one left in stock, so we don't want to cause a run. I feel like these are all the people that are in these where I'm like, I don't recognize their name. And I recognize, you know, uh, like a, I, I know a lot of, I listen to Who Weekly. Like, I recognize Who's. I recognize people who are like not, you know, A-list actors. And these people are just, you know, workday L.A. people. And I feel like these are the people that I was like in bars with in 2005. Like these are the ones that were hustling and trying to get acting gigs. And this is what they got. (laughs) Allie Bertram got Holiday Spin, the starring Mm -hmm. role. Mm -hmm. And the last part she had was in 2015. (laughs) God, so depressing. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, as long as uh, CBS is still around, we'll always need body number three. So... (laughs) There's always Dead Hooker work. 4. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dead Hooker 4 would also be the worst Lifetime Christmas movie. <laughs> would be negative hose. Uh, speaking of terrible things, this is not... Um, I, I, are you finished with your review of Holly's yes. Holiday? I didn't mean to... All right. Yes. This is not something we're going to get into now, but I just wanted to tease. I put this on Small Talk while we were having our, our Tuesday uh, planning jamboree uh, because I, I just wanted to... Get this in the uh, in the air for the future. I want to gauge interest. Um, I would after the holidays are over and there's no longer a holiday movie segment on the show. We got into a sidetrack about shows that are classified as cop, not cop. How can you expect to tease this and not have me talk about it, Bobby? Well, I think it, I think it's worth exploring the premise now. I mean, I don't know where it goes from here. But... When I told Dave about it, he was like, "Oh my god." Yes. Like it was like he was I, I didn't even have to explain it further than cop not cop. He was like, right. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I Googled cop not cop shows today and there is a Reddit thread about it. And somebody listed a few and I don't agree with all of their categorizations, but just as a sample, Bones, Castle, Chuck Bring second yes. Chuck mention. They say sure. Crossing Jordan, but she was a medical examiner, so I don't count that. Uh, diagnosis murder. A little Dick Van Dyke in there. Classic. Elementary. Um, yes. Lie to me. Limitless. Lucifer. <laughs> that's cop and devil. <laughs> well, I mean, the devil's not a cop. I mean, that's... <laughs> Medium, the mentalist, monk, numbers, which I loved. That uh, was cop and, and math. Numbers. <laughs> I learned the term algorithm from numbers. Like, fully, <laughs> that's a how, why I use that term. <laughs> Dave and I used to come home and watch numbers, and there was a show with Jennifer Love Hewitt that's not good, but we're... The Ghost Whisperer? Sh- yes. <laughs> That was our Friday night lineup for a really long time. Wait, I'm not done. Person of interest. Psych. They say Rizzoli and Isles, but again, medical examiner. Sleepy Hollow. Cop and Ichabod Crane. (laughs) 
and white collar, and then people are contributing more down the thread. Sure. I mean, I find this hysterical. It is so good. It is so good. This is really when we're going to have to have Dave to, because he is a he is a he loves this genre. This is his like. Yeah. I told you, like, I mean, he mainline person of interest, and then he told me last week. I, I started to get into the mentalist and I feel like I really need to go through it. I'm like, okay, bye. Like I'm going to bed. I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cop reformed con man. <laughs> I think there was one that did it come out recently or did I see a commercial for it where it was cop magician? And I was like, okay, we're scraping <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. This is enough. We're done. Um, I, I do have a question. Uh, and, and you were mentioning of Sleepy Hollow actually got this to me because we did actually watch because again Sam likes those kinds of shows too and so we which I've watched a lot of Cop Not Cop through the years and um, you know Sleepy Hollow did have me wonder uh, why does Sleepy Hollow have its own FBI field office. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Would you care to guess the population of Sleepy Hollow? 1,400? Yeah, well, it's 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 10,000. It's 900, okay. 9,870 well, as of 2010. The estimate it's a metropolis. in was was 10,046, you know, and, and I guess then you add four headless, so 10,050. <laughs> What's um, the nearest bigger city? Well, it's it's... Westchester, so it's like uh, New York. Albany probably has a small FBI. Pre- no, that's pretty far north, though. Um, I, I'm sorry, it's Lower Westchester. So you know, White Plains, the White Plains field office of <laughs> sure. the FBI. Yep. I mean, it's it's not that far out of New York, so you would just go to New York. I mean, that's what everybody who's stuck living in Westchester does. They go to New York. Oh man, it I is. I mean, I doubt it's like the. The A talent goes to the Sleepy Hollow <laughs> branch. Right. No, it's it's the young, moderately attractive, too smart for her own good FBI agent who goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I get it. Because everybody feels threatened right. by a smart black woman. Right. <laughs> it's like when Detective Logan went to Staten Island because he, like, was that isn't that where he went? Like that's when when Chris Noth like had to go away, and he went. Well, I don't remember. Uh, they had like a they had an extra Law and Order where he like came back, and it was just like a special because he I don't know he got in trouble in the big city, so he had to go to Staten Island to. Anyway, he was my yeah, favorite to so. be exiled. To yes, <laughs> I think it was called exiled. <laughs> Here we go. In 1995, Logan was transferred to Staten Island as punishment for punching a corrupt city <laughs> oh, council. Yeah. I remembered there was punching involved. Uh, uh, thank you. Lawandorder.fandom.com slash wiki slash Mike underscore Logan. Just want to cite my source there. So yeah, expect more in the future. From this a is new a fertile segment. topic. Yeah. Yes. Cop.com. <laughs> God, numbers. I fucking forgot about numbers. It was such a good show. Hillary, I love numbers so <laughs> much. Rob Morrow is very cute. Oh my God, so hot. God, you're too short for me. <laughs> but um, it's this sneaky good family drama, the procedural yes. part, whatever. But yes. the relationship between the cop brother and the mathematician brother is excellent. And the dad. And what's his first from Taxi? Hirsch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can rarely go wrong with a Judd Hirsch. I, I mean, agree. I agree. If your if your show needs a, a you know a, a grandfather or a, or an, a cranky uncle or a neighbor, 
Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. You just can lay some wise advice on you. <laughs> Didn't they give him a show where he owned a donut shop for a while? Well, there was Dear John. Dear oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Dear that's John. Right. That's way a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Watch way too much TV as children. Watch way too much television. We just like sat, whatever was on, we we're like, sure, this is what we're but, watching right now. But see, I have a very specific memory. Jerry Burns was on Dear John, and his yes. character's name was Kirk. That's <laughs> yes. all I remember. <laughs> And now I'm finally, I got into Justified based on our conversation about movies slash shows set in Appalachia, which I mean, you know, I knew it would be good, but he's on there and he plays like this shady, corrupt drug person. And I'm like, Kirk, no, (laughs) no, no. God, Timothy Oliphant is so hot. Oh my God. He's so hot. hot. So All right, hot. ladies, come on. We gotta... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Get, get, get a little cold water over there because we got a we got a voicemail here that we. Yeah, speaking we... of hot, we yes. have a new favorite listener. I mean, I think we all agree, right? Yeah, absolutely. Ted oh, wins. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we got a voicemail from Ted. Now we know. Did we know that Ted was from Chicago? I don't, I don't think, think I did, so. but no. now we do. So Ted had a few comments to make about the show. So let's take a listen to what he had to say. Hello, Anne, Christy, Hillary, Meredith, Bobby, and you-know-who. It's Ted from Chicago. You asked for some audio, and if I can chew up a minute or so, all the better. You guys have been a welcome respite from the dual devastation of COVID and the Trump hole. Usually when I see a two-hour timestamp on the show that must not be named, it was... (sighs) Big sigh. But I've enjoyed every one of your multi-hour extravaganzas, never even thinking about the skip button. Got it Monday? Done Monday. Right to the front of the queue. I mean, an audio podcast about baking was a real idea, but you pulled it off. It was a lot of fun. Man, that cat, he is something. It was as good as that show about spicy pizza you might be familiar with. Okay, got to get it off my chest. I thought for sure that if 75% of folks went out and voted, the Trump poll would go down in flames along with his lackeys. But I was wrong. It was still a close-run thing. My people, these idiots, 57% of them anyways, actually believe this grifter's bullshit. It makes me sad. Miscellaneous. Sorry to hear about Mike's passing. I will miss him and his system. Luke in an apartment? I probably don't want to know, do I? And I'm just like everybody else. Apple pie, goddammit. With the coarse sugar on top. Well, maybe. Google says it's called coarse sugar. I don't know. I don't do Facebook because of the evil thing, but I will keep listening. Thanks again for taking the time to create something special. Bye-bye. Um, I made some notes. Paper rattling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love, I assume that when he refers to the show that must not be named, he's referring to DVTL. <laughs> See, we can name it. We still like yep. them. Yeah. Some yep. of us still like them. I, I'm, I'm still listening. Someone is still listening. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to has to follow Luke to Portland. Lord. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he really needs to be sort of protected from himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I think it is so kind of Ted to say that even though we have these two hour plus shows sometimes that we go right to the front of the queue. Oh, mm-hmm. I have shows like that. They come out and I'm like, right now, 
right yes. now. I have other shows that I love, but I somehow need to wait for a specific time yeah. for them, or I know that they'll keep until the next day when I'm in the right sort of place for them. But to be the show that you listen to right away is such an honor. Yep. Really yeah, like cool. like my my Weight Watchers recipe turkey stovetop chili. Um, some shows taste better the next day. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. ours, ours hot out of the oven, obviously. Right. Yeah, and Ted yeah, gets that. leftovers. You can have some the next day, but right. Um, thank you for your um, uh, your well wishes for Mike's passing. R.I.P. Mike. I love how he says he says sorry to hear about Mike's passing. I will miss him and his system. <laughs> it's not system. <laughs> yeah. Has increased the speed by one. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe um, Ted obviously had some political thoughts on his mind and we don't need to get like into a huge bummer, but we can acknowledge how we're feeling about the election briefly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way that Ted feels. I think that while I am really happy for the outcome of the presidential election, it doesn't make me feel good that 70 million people yeah. felt that Trump was an acceptable candidate. I know. Yep. Yep. The only thing I'll say right now that I'm feeling it, well, that plus, though, I will say the amount of non-oxygen he is taking up is a step. Like, all of a sudden, I just realized I don't think about him at all. Nope. And that's really nice. That's really, a, and, and and obviously, like, I'm blessed to be like, I don't think about it anymore because he's not really directly affecting my life or my brain. But I, I don't think about him that much. And le- it's just buffoonery that's not as affecting me until I listen to fresh air or whatever. And they're like, this is all the stuff that he actually could still do in these, you know, remaining days. But but as far as just being enraged all the time, that's lessened some. Mm-hmm. And it feels I mean, good. his pettiness is only dwarfed by his laziness. That's Absolutely. sort of the... yeah. The good thing about that. But I have been thinking a lot about tribalism. And obviously, we are tribal creatures. That's how we have survived throughout, you know, the time that we rode dinosaurs till now. But it seems to me like the political tribalism has gotten to a point that, and I don't know, politics has always been crazy. I mean, the lies that they told about political candidates in the 1800s of course i can't think of any specifics off the top of my head those were terrible but it's just that we have such a media ecosystem that we can spread it far and wide now and it just seems like everybody is so calcified into their tribes whether it's conservative or liberal there's just no room for movement and i'm that way myself i don't think that i could vote for republican at this point in time and i've always prided myself on being somebody who's pretty open-minded and i think you know if there was a republican candidate who was smart and interesting and had some good ideas then you know i could get on board with that and now i'm like no i can't i i'm as tribal as everybody else yep i know I know. Well, I mean, my my brother and I had sort of an argument about it because he was like, "There are some good Republicans," and I and I said, "Such that's, as well." And I said, "That's fine to think that, and that's fine if they have these you know standards, but they've sold their soul to him right now, and so and they've sold their soul to tax cuts, and like I, that yep. is abhorrent to me." And the ones who had any 
real moral reservations were the ones who are no longer in politics. I mean, yeah. when Jeff Flake is yeah. the standard bearer uh, of yeah. moral yeah. Republican. Exactly. exactly. I mean, the exactly. bar is so low. There's not a limboer in this world that can get under that. Well, this is this is pre-2008 John McCain, right? Yeah, give me that Republican and maybe we can talk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, like, they all push over when when it comes to standing up for, you know, basic dignity. So, yeah. anyway. Yes. It's, We're all there. I don't know. It, this I conversation feel... is your fault, Ted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we're having it in a more lighthearted way. But I sort of, yes. I sort of yeah. feel like up until this point, it's like my house was on fire. And I was so scared and worried about escaping from the fire. And now I've turned around. I'm like, well, shit, my house is burned down. You know, yeah, like no. that yeah. jubilation at survival is short-lived when you see the damage that has been done. So we'll see what happens going yeah. forward. Well, and I wasn't on that show, but Bobby, I, I responded to you being like, the thing that I'm looking forward to is being mad about something stupid Biden does. Like, that's yep. what I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to, like, you know, parsing whatever cabinet appointees he has or something. You know, he's not as left as I want him to be or whatever. Just, you know, old man fart thing that I like am annoyed at I'm looking forward to that instead of just like yeah that <laughs> our very democracy crumbling between beneath us mm-hmm. yeah I can't wait to have the luxury to nitpick again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay. well thank you Ted oh yes. and yes. I one more note that I had Ted's favorite is apple pie with the coarse sugar on the top hell yeah Mm-hmm. It's a good choice. It's a it's a solid American choice. Just a Ted's a slice of uh, American <laughs> cheese away from just winning the heartland with that. You know, I didn't mention my mother, um, much like Anne, but for a different fruit. My mother hates apples, like hates apples. She hates when people chomp into an apple. It grosses her out. Um, but she loves an apple pie, like loves an apple pie. I don't know what it is about that, like the particular fruit she does detests, but well, there's no chopping. Yeah. Yeah. It's just smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Calcified. No, it's not calcified. It's opposite. Mm, Melted. Buttery soft. Yes. Cinnamon. (laughs) Uh, You saying these words in this fashion does remind me, we also need to note Ted's incredible radio voice uh, oh yeah yeah ted, you know, what are you doing with your life right <laughs> ted you should be on this show replacing any or all of us <laughs> no <laughs> i used to work with an accountant who he was young i don't know in his mid-20s and every time he spoke i was like why are you an accountant? He had this deep bass rich voice like you should be doing commercials for chocolate is what yes. you should be doing it's too smooth <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, we're going to talk about variances for the monthly billing in that voice. <laughs> You're wasting it. <laughs> All right, Hillary, let's go to the mailbag. Let's go to it. Well, we've got a lot of responses um, for our, our babysitting show, which is great. We knew it would happen. Um, we got a couple of letters one from lovely Justina and she was telling us, you know, some stories about babysitting for her. And I'll, I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt of it because it was pretty long, but it was great. Um, sometime in the sixth or seventh grade word got out in my town that I actually knew how to take care of infants. Anyway, amongst uh, unbeknownst to me, my name was being circulated as the kid that knew what she was doing when it came to babies. And I have to thank the adults out there 
They somehow decided that what I could do commanded a premium rate. I mean, hell yeah. I was paid double the going rate plus really good snacks. I mean, what? that's really that's really the payment. Mm-hmm. Dinner if the gig started before seven and usually a tip besides. A tip? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. And look, I was taking care of infants. I got spit up on. I mean, I know. I got drooled on. And there was a 50% chance of pee or poop ending up on me any given evening. But on the other hand, infants generally stay where you put them. That's true. Uh, don't want to watch TV and are way more likely to fall asleep early in the evening. So I preferred them to older kids. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. As a child, too. I mean, they're not old, but like non-infants now. Though infants are... I always say this about parenting. Like... When I first had Bridget, I was really nervous because I hadn't really taken care of like a baby baby ever. Um, And I remember thinking, this is easy because babies are just, it's like a checklist. And I respond really well to checklists like, you know, change their diaper, nurse them or feed them and put them to bed. Like that's, you know, clean them and all that stuff. But it's not, there's no like emotional they component to it now with my kids when they're having emotional issues i'm like i don't know how to deal with this this is hard this is hard it's a real trade-off because with babies you do run the risk of like screaming for you know as as meredith's experience having a baby (sighs) scream for hours on end but on the other hand babies don't argue with you no oh no right and they're not like my children who think that they know better than I do. And I'm like, I'm the adult here <laughs> as I'm screaming. Do you think uh, maybe that saying I'm the adult here in that kind of tone <laughs> might have something to do with it? Maybe a little bit, maybe a, a little bit, a little bit. Oh uh, no, but that's, I mean, invents are one of those things where you're like, I'm so happy to leave, but they really are kind of a little bit easier, especially if you get a good sleeper infant and a non crier one, because mm-hmm. those are blessed. Um, Amanda on a totally different tip emailed us and said, I think we need to have a, wait, Bobby, what did you say? Well, so Amanda, you know, she has this idea for a segment and she writes, I I think we need to have a hints from Heloise style household life hack show in January. And I'll, I'll just read it. She says, not necessarily cleaning, just a general get your shit together for the new year advice (laughs) and tips. Love you all. Love the show. And our, our response to Amanda, when we talked about this was that's great. Who who has those tips? I know. I literally <laughs> like. Please help me get my shit together. Somebody out there? Does anybody? I, know? Do. I just. I, I know. Tips. I Be know. single. Live alone. I know. <laughs> Done. You, you just heard me say that I'm screaming at my child. I'm the adult. <laughs> I don't have so, my shit together. I, I, Amanda's uh, last name. I don't think I'm blown over because she's on Facebook and all that, and she's involved. Is Wilhelm, right, or Wilhelm, or you know, it's 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 a W. But I said we could have her do it. Amanda, Amanda, what we're saying is put up or shut up. Basically, we love the idea. <laughs> we just need you to now execute it for us. So Please. if you want to come on into a a Vince with Wilhelm, <laughs> Vince with Wilhelm, yeah, so very German. Uh, it's very stern hints. Yes, uh, Vince. for getting our our lives together. Yeah. I mean, this I think like open invitation. We'll we'll get you whatever equipment you need to come on and school us because we are not please. equipped to handle this. I, I, it's sort of like you either have your shit together or you don't have your shit together. I'm not sure it's something that can be taught. Like, I, just as an example, I would say for myself when the Marie Kondo stuff came out, I was like, yeah, and like, like n- none of these are not common sense things. Yes. None of these are things that I do. I mean, that was, does it spark joy? Whatever. No, no, no. It's is it garbage? Is what you should yes. ask yourself. Yes. yes. And if right. it's garbage, you get rid of it. But so, like, I'm just a person that doesn't amass clutter and doesn't hang on to clutter. And it's believe me, I'm not bragging about it. it you know, it's just 
genetic. Oh, you should see my mom. Um, so it's like, I'm like, I can't teach that. That's just the way you are. Whereas someone who has their shit together, I mean, if you don't have your shit together, is that, is that something you can learn? Not to now, be a downer about this, Amanda. I do actually kind of believe like there are certain people. I mean, I don't have my shit together as far as some micro stuff. You know, like I, sometimes I feel like there's too much clutter. Or I'm always catching up on cleaning. Or I'm always doing dishes. I feel like that. But, but there is that element of like, people who are just chronically late or, you know, mm. just like kind of losing their their emails or like a mess or whatever. That's just like a personality trait. And I agree. Yeah. Like it's, you know, some people are like, I always say some people are okay with chaos and some people are not. I am not right. somebody who's okay with chaos. Like it does, it doesn't like, that's why I stopped at two kids because that's enough chaos in my life. And sometimes it's too right. much. I, I can't even have too many browser windows open. Absolutely on not. Computer because Absolutely my not. brain gets confused yes. and I can't look at anything no. and I can't find anything. Well, I start to spiral. Like my brain starts to be like, it's too much. I, and then I shut down where I'm just like, yep, I'm exactly. Down. Yeah. Like I can't process if yeah. there's too much going on. So yeah. it's not like I love cleaning and having everything tidy. I need it to function properly. Yes. And we were having tech talk before we started recording today. This was before Hillary hopped in, and we were just talking about the intricacies of our desk setups. And you were saying how you lament not knowing which Zoom screen you're sharing on your multi-monitor setup if you're not mm-hmm. careful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff. It's just gotta gotta rein it in, gotta yeah. keep it organized. But I, some I people, that. some people are okay with it. I mean, some people really do like. They're just like, okay, it's fine. You know, it's fine to have lots of noise and lots of just jimble you know just stuff all around and that that kind of gives me hives a little bit but then sometimes I do shut down where I'm like I don't have the energy to deal with this but then I know if I deal with it it'll make me feel better I don't know it's a push pull Mm -hmm. so uh be like us and ask Amanda for more advice that's the January (laughs) show done help me help me just I just taped it now we'll just cut this bit out and we'll (laughs) re-roll it we'll get a week off in January it's great all right. Well, moving on to our actual Facebook post about adventures and babysitting. We got a lot, a lot of responses. There's, We can't read all of these because unlike what's your favorite pie, which is just mostly a one word answer, maybe two. These are lengthy um, and mo- and super fun. Like I enjoyed reading all of them and, you know, highlight go to the Facebook page and read Phyllis's because it's fucking great, but it is, <laughs> this would be our whole show. Paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll be shocked to know that Phyllis's includes Izelle's fried chicken. <laughs> no. Because of course it does. No, no, it's great. So if you are, are okay with Facebook, absolutely go read it. Cause it's, it's worth it. And it's, yep. and it's great. Um, some other highlights who wants to go first. I, oh, I think go we first. should just, just yeah. go in, go go in the, the line. rough yeah. order here. Yeah. So I think that starts with me because uh, I, I won the battle for the blue highlighter. Oh, I believe I Turquoise. graciously gave that to you. <laughs> the, 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 tension, the tension behind this show. Uh, Zoom rooms and highlighter colors and Google Sheets. Uh, so I have listener Kenneth here who writes, I watched my little sister for $100 a week when I was 16, which P.S. bank, 100 yeah. bucks a week. Hell Jesus. yeah. And it was your I, sister. Right. You were stuck with her either way. I know. I, my mom didn't pay me to watch my brothers. No. Right. Uh, he writes, things were going well until the middle of July when we decided to play tag. My sister was chasing me on our pool deck, and I decided to jump the gate at the bottom of the deck. I hit my head on a stone walkway. I don't remember what happened after that for two days. Jesus. Oh, Ken. 
That's uh, what's a what's a hundred divided by seven times two? How many days was he getting paid to be out of memory there? Anyway, my sister thankfully called my mom, who called nine one one. I was in the hospital for two nights, and I had ten Ugh. staples in the back of my head. Ugh. It was one of the most painful things that ever happened to me. After the concussion, I can no longer run without getting a headache. Ooh. I probably should have just let my sister tag me. <laughs> LOL. What? No. <laughs> That's the perfect use of LOL. <laughs> oh. I mean, I guess this explains some things about Ken. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I wanted to know is, did he get a note to get out of gym? Oh, he was he, do you still take gym when you're 16? It's a good question. Uh, yeah, I guess it's dependent. Yeah. I just want to know if you got a note. I forget if I've ever mentioned this, but when I had my heart surgery and I was laid out for a couple of weeks after, you know, as a quick reminder for people who don't know my full life story, I was 18. I was a senior in high school. It wasn't open heart surgery. It was a catheter ablation. Uh, and I was home for a couple of weeks and the school sort of insisted that I get something documented. So I went to my my cardiologist and electrophysiologist and I said, hey, I need something to take back to my high school. Like, I recognize that, hey, I had heart surgery. Probably should do it in a phone call, right? But uh, they need something. And so one of them just took a script pad and just wrote, no school until further notice, and signed it and handed it to me. Nice. And I I wanted to frame that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. This is my get-out-of-jail-free card for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to take this perspective of the school it's probably not too many 18 year olds who try to come in with the i had heart surgery right. excuse you might want to verify that one yeah my dog ate my arrhythmia <laughs> uh all right well let's go on to another one from listener steve slash stew people may know where this is going if they know who that is once i was asked by a neighborhood couple Hmm. to watch their child on a Friday night while they went out for a date. When I arrived at their home, the couple gave me a wad of bills, said, good luck, he's a picky eater, and they left in a startling hurry. I walked into the living room to see a bearded adult man tinkering with audio equipment and eyeing the recycling bin in the yard. Long story short, this is how I adopted my adult son, TVTL co-host Andrew Walsh. A nightmare. A full nightmare. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's one of those kids where you'd have to make him a separate meal. Uh, this is what we're eating. The part that Stu left out was that it was Halloween night and the couple was Genevieve and literally anyone else. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. And Andrew sat in a chair with the beer and refused to answer the door. Everybody's knocking. Nope. Uh, oh, we got a... We got a, a a twofer here, back to back from middle shelf Maggie Wilsey. Uh, the first one I called nine one one because I heard a noise. But when the cops got there, they went through the house with flashlights, and I remembered the parents had a ton of pot in the house. <laughs> Parenthetically, this was the seventies. I was freaking out. Two exclamation points. <laughs> Accidental narc. <laughs> what a nerd. Uh, and then she writes, also, I had a friend who would come over to the houses where I would babysit and rip off my parents' jewelry, clothes, and even go for joy rides in their cars. I didn't know until she gave me cute jewelry and shoes, and I found out they were from the parents I was babysitting for. Years later, she was a kleptomaniac <laughs> in recovery. Wow. Maggie. You were in possession of stolen goods. I mean, go to jail. 
I remember the first time I was with a girl that stole something from a store and I was like, so I mean, there were some bad things I did, but not as a kid and that kind of stuff. I was like, why would you steal? You're going to jail. But it was a thing. Right. Pick a crime that's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Steal from Woolworths. Yeah. Pick something that's worth stealing. Yeah. Sort of like lip gloss or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Treasure says, my three favorite kids to babysit were my pastor's kids. Like, I'm still in contact with them, and they all have oodles of children now because I'm old. You are not. No. Too younger than I am, so please. <laughs> when I was 16, I had put them all to bed when I heard the oldest calling my name over the sound of me watching the Disney Channel, which we didn't have, so I loved staying at their house late at night. As I ran down the hallway, I stepped in something wet, flipped on the lights, and saw puke everywhere like up the walls too (gasps) i managed to get her into the bathroom before it started again and then i spent the rest of the evening taking care of her and trying to get puke out of shag carpet i managed to clean up most of it before her parents got home they were horrified that their eight-year-old didn't make it to the bathroom for so long after getting sick and horrified that i had to handle it on my own i got major hazard pay and was lauded a hero at church for many sundays to come she now has four kids, and I like to occasionally remind her of it. Ha. And Mr. Yuck emoji. Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. Yuck was the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just want to note a couple of things here. One, you ignored Treasure's trigger warning at the top of this. So. <laughs> uh, People can deal with some puke. And two, I actually have an extremely similar story, except babysitter, it was girl I was sort of dating slash sleeping with in college one summer. Oh, Bobby, um, I'm not sure I want you to draw that line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I carried her to bed, cleaned up after her, left, and then uh, broke up with her. So, Oh, you know. no. Yeah. She was pretty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe this kid drank way too much vodka, too. I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't break up with her in the hospital while... She was recovering from what was it, a tonsillectomy, so that you could go date another girl that you were interested Look, in. Look, I'm I'm never going to be able to replace Mike on this show. We know that. <laughs> Yuck! It is amazing how much puke can come out of a child. Oh, it is. Yeah. It it is truly truly. It's a it thing, is. Hillary. Didn't you say something about? You do things now that you never would have thought you'd do before your mother, like catch puke in your hands. Yes, absolutely. One time, um, Bridget, you know, when Bridget was a littler kid, she was kind of a puker. Like she wasn't a spitter upper, but when she got to be a two, she would, you know, something would upset her stomach and she would throw up. One time I came into her room to wake her up and she had like just puked all over her wall and went back to sleep. And it was just like in her hair and it was fucking everywhere. It's, it's. It is repulsive. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Lane. She says, I started babysitting in junior high, but I was two years ahead in school, so I was basically a fifth grader. Wow. Oh, Lane. My dad's friend and his wife left their three, exclamation point, kids with me, two boys and a girl, the oldest maybe two years younger. They were searching for good snacks and found a gallon pail of ice cream in the freezer dot 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 except that it wasn't ice cream it was brandy slush a very wisconsin thing as a literal child i had never had this before and because my parents weren't big drinkers like so many of the other parents in my small town but i had an instinct that it was not for children 
Thank goodness that instinct kicked in. The boys went on to instead drill my long hair with their kid <laughs> toolkit instead. Good times. Probably got paid 10 bucks for six hours of work with three kids. Mid-90s. Yeah, that lines up with our yes. experience, I yes. think. Um, so I have to ask you, too, uh, the two of you, since I am a non-drinker, about this uh, brandy slush. No. No. No? Never, no. I mean, I'd probably drink it, but I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Hillary's like, well, let's not be crazy. <laughs> I, I would drink it. I mean, I love a Slurpee, so I would assume that I would enjoy, you know, an alcoholic slush at some point. I'm, I don't know if I've ever had brandy before. Like, that seems so old person-y that I don't, I don't know if I've ever had it. What about you, Bobby? That does not seem like your sort of thing. It, well, it is and it isn't. I mean, on the grand spectrum of liquors, brandy is probably closer to things I'll drink if it's on a, you know, because it's, it's a brown liquor and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just pulled up a recipe for a, for a brandy slush. This seems more intricate than I was expecting. Uh, it appears to be green tea, sugar, lemonade concentrate, orange juice concentrate, brandy, and one two liter bottle of what they're calling here, lemon lime flavored carbonated beverage. <laughs> and so what this really reminds me of is sort of that church potluck, um, punch, that you see people make where it's like the like the ginger ale or the Sprite sure, and the, sure, and sure. the yes. sherbet floating in the middle of it and Impressive. the orange juice concentrate. You know, yes. it's very, very 70s uh, party punch cup style, 60s, 70s. Uh, and it's basically like somebody spiked that with brandy and then froze it. So I'm sure it's good citrusy brandy slush. I, I, I would drink Doesn't it. Doesn't sound the worst. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, the pictures are intriguing. The color is not great because it's a brown slushy icy yes. drink yeah, kind of yeah. grayish brownish it, it looks like three days after it snowed a little bit but <laughs> oh, no <laughs> it looks like plowed snow <laughs> a little bit sort of depends on which one some this one's got uh, blackberry in it and it looks a little more like a weird shrimp cocktail of sorts um uh, there are, uh, yeah. I mean, I drink it. If somebody wants to make it for me, I will. I'll do an official taste test. But I'm not yes. going to buy a bottle of brandy just to do this. I know it seems a little labor intensive for you know what I want right. going on. Yeah. But if you're having a party and you want something fancy, Ooh, right. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Upper Midwest fancy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably goes well with brats. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. We have Jessica who says, I watched a six-week-old baby every day after school when I was 16. Wow, that's a lot. Six-week-old babies are kind of the worst because it's when they start, the babies start waking up. And so that's when they really start crying and like being like demanding on things. Like a, you know, zero to four-week-old baby, they're just sleeping all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. sleeping irregularly, but they don't really, like, cry that much, and you can kind of pacify them. Right. Six -week -old. They're mostly just large burritos. Yes. A six-week-old starts to wake up and demanding shit. Sucks. Um, the parents let me drive in places, and I still can't believe they trusted me with a six-week-old or to drive them in, in my Geo Metro. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> also, when I was 11, I got paid $2 an hour to babysit a six- and an eight-year-old every Friday night so the parents could go and be... Uh, campus pastors i arrived at five fed the kids and played with them put them to bed and watched tgif until the parents got home around midnight then the dra dad drive me home final story i was watching a neighbor's kid and they had the best snacks but i was embarrassed about how much i ate so instead of throwing away my garbage i shoved it down the couch cushions <laughs> which is i love kid logic because you're like this uh -huh. is the better choice <laughs> so stupid 
Oh, I enjoyed thinking about Jessica watching TGIF, too. <laughs> I know. Um, you got to find out what Urkel's up to. I know. Step by step. Oh, step by step. <laughs> Suzanne well, Patrick Summers Duffy. and Patrick Duffy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, the next is from uh, listener Will, that asshole, uh, who writes... Lives up to his nickname in this one. Oh. Uh, when I was left alone with a newborn infant for four days and barely knew how to change a diaper and was barely capable of caring for myself, I was 33. My wife went to work and flew a four-day trip. Boo. <laughs> Boo. You can't babysit your own children, asshole. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. We love you. But boo. Boo patriarchy. That's two weeks in a row Will's gunning for a banning. You're out of here. <laughs> Sorry, Will. We couldn't help ourselves. Oh, I love Will. Whatever. He's fine. <coughs> <laughs> Listener Bet, uh, once I was sitting for kids down the street and I accidentally, accidentally let a square word slip. I mean, welcome to my life as a parent. The kids were nice, so I had to say, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. They were only, like, two years younger than me. I was 13. The girl apparently told her parents as soon as they came home. They never asked me to watch their children again. Ooh, sorry. What happens? Ooh, that's a bad influence. Yes. To be mm-hmm. fair, the swear word was Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Let's see. Daniel says, I think I was 15 or 16 and I was sitting for my four-year-old twin nieces oof, and their one-year-old brother. I'd given my nephew a bottle on the couch while the girls played in their room. As he dozed in my arms on the couch in the living room, it dawned on me that the girls were awfully quiet. I carefully put my nephew down and went around the corner where I discovered them both in their room. Watching their fish trying to swim through the many ribbons of toilet paper they'd been busily adding to the five gallon tank. I believe at that point I just called my brother. I certainly didn't clean the tank. Those girls are pushing 40 these days and they still love that story. I love that story too. I do too. I do just too. the visual of Daniel coming through the door and seeing the toilet paper floating in oh. the fish tank. Oh. The thing that I realize with all of these is like, it's, I mean, it's, it's really hard to really fuck up a kid. I mean, like, kids just do shit. I mean, they, they just do. They're malleable. It's fine. I know. Well, speaking of which, uh, Megan wrote, I was 14 and sitting for four kids. Oh, Jesus. These people have too many kids. I mean, I say that as coming from somebody, like, coming from a family of five. It's too many kids. The youngest was one and big for his age and rolled off the changing table when I was trying to change his diaper. I never told him it's my fault. (laughs) He never went to Harvard. (laughs) Megan, I was, two stories quickly with my children. With Bridget, she had a high chair that like when you remove the tray part, if you didn't strap her in, it was just sort of like free falling. And I was like, eh, she's fine. Like I almost never strap her in cause I was there to grab her. Well, I'm like a teenager and I undid the tray and then got distracted and she went bonk. And, um, <laughs> we have tile floors and she just flat hit her head and had like a goose egg on her head. And I had to take her to the doctor to make sure her collarbone wasn't broken. And then similarly with Rory, 
um, I was changing him and just looked away for a second. It wasn't even to look at my phone or anything. And he just went, just tumbled Bloop. right off. The I lucky- had the exact same uh, thing happen with Matt. Uh, it's the worst feeling. And I... I'm not great in emergencies, unfortunately, and I just sort of freeze. Dave is way better than I am. He's like, okay, look, well, I'll just take him to the doctor. So he seems fine. He's okay. He's okay. And I just, he just, luckily, they just twirl off. It was on carpet. He didn't hit anything going down. He just kind of <laughs> went, whoops, plop. right down there. As I recall, Matt had not been flipping over or anything, and that was the exact time he learned how to do it. <laughs> I thought it was safe. <laughs> Bastards. And there was another time when we were going to the grocery store and I think my mom was trying to wrangle Carl because he was like six. And so I was pushing the shopping cart with Matt sitting in it and I tried to take it up a curb and kind of tip the shopping cart over Mm -hmm. and tip Matt out onto (laughs) the ground on his head. But he seems fine. He's fine. He's fine. He is a delightful person. I adore him. So um, yeah, no, I mean, they seem fine. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Hey, listen, Rory just got into the tag program at school. So, you know, maybe maybe it knocks some sense into his head or something. I don't know. Well, then you have to be careful not to let him bump his head again. I know. No, It's like amnesia, like in the 80s, where it's like you bonk your head and you lose your memory and you bonk it back and you remember everything. Wasn't there a Sweet Valley High about oh, that? Oh, I'm sure. I think I'm sure. somebody hit their I'm head sure. and lost their memory. I don't know how what many times we've used the word bonk. I think we probably just depleted our years worth of bonks. Um, I know we only have one more and it's from Andrea and I'm going to save that for last, but I, I just... I reread Ingrid's while I was sitting here and I'd like to read Ingrid's because I think this is an exceptional example of, of um, thinly veiled neglect from her parents. Ingrid writes, my sister and I are only a year apart. My dad would pay us to babysit each other while he and my mom went out to eat. We were about 10 and I think we got a quarter each. Best gig ever. Your parents are really smart. I feel like I should do that. Trap. <laughs> it's like the Stasi or something. Like everybody's like turning each other in. Right. We're not. We're not leaving you home alone, children. You're babysitting each other. Perfect. Uh, and Andrea writes, uh, uh, when the mom threatened to tell my parents that I ate a whole bag of chips ahoy, and I said, "quote I'd hate to tell my mom about the contents of your nightstand." Hashtag Snoopy Sitter. I mean, that is bold. I'm impressed that you came back with that. There are several elements to break down (laughs) in this one sentence. First of all, a whole bag of Chips Ahoy. Yes, I can dig it. Although Chips Ahoy is not the highest quality, but it doesn't matter. Hey, it's probably, you know, you you work with what you got. I mean, exactly. That might not be the army she wanted, but it's the army she had. (laughs) I would never eat a whole bag of anything just because then they would know. Like if if there were only three cheese puffs sitting in the bottom of the the giant container, that was fine because then I hadn't eaten them all. So that is bold to eat the whole bag of Chips Ahoy. But then what parent narks on you? To your mother about the snacks you ate when you were there. What's wrong with this woman? I mean. Well, I mean. (laughs) She has some extracurricular activities, maybe, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, in an awkward off between eating a whole bag of cookies and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrea had the upper hand. (laughs) I don't think I ever 
even thought about snooping through people's, you know, what would you snoop? Medicine cabinet and yeah. nightstand. Jesus, I was Anne, too focused on the, f- I was focused on the food body. <laughs> no, I was. And even as somebody who like loves gossip, I was also focused on the food. Like, yep. focus on the family, focus on the food. That's where we were. <laughs> Hillary and I were rooting through the back of the low cupboards while you were looking yeah. in the nightstands. I just I think the episode's gonna be titled Focus on the Family, Focus on the Food. Is that too long? Uh, it might God. be too long. We might have to do better, but that's all right. That's a good start. And we're uh, we're over an hour in and we haven't even gotten to the topic of the show this week. Oh, oh dear. Oh, no. Jesus. You're welcome, Ted. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. Let's get into medium talk. All right. We we talked about it a little bit last week and we definitely ventured into this. I will say, I don't know how Dave and I were talking one day and I don't remember what the context was, but he was like, y'all should talk about malls on the show. And I was like, you know, sometimes when Dave mentions things, I'm like, whatever. Like, I, it's, I'm not. No, that's stupid. I was like, you know what, though? Malls are something that. I, f- I think that a lot of us feel passionate about, especially those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s. And being a teenager included going to the mall and working at the mall. And just like the mall was the center of your life. Like that's where my parents would drop me off as a kid. The mall was a part of my life in so many integral ways. And I just thought this is, it is actually a good topic. And, you know, we started talking about it a little bit last week about working at malls and working at retail stores and what it's like, especially around the holidays. But we just want to widen that out to just mall talk. I mean, and it's, I, I find it weird now because the mall is so not integral to my life. Like it's, I go to the Nordstrom at the mall near me and that is about the extent of it. And the kids definitely want to go venture about, I mean, not now, but like in normal times want to go traipse around the mall and I have n- no interest in it. Absolutely no interest in it. But, um, but at in the eighties and nineties and even to the two thousands when I worked in a mall that it was it was such a mall life was you know I was a Westfield girl in the two thousands I knew the brand <laughs> Westfield <laughs> Westfield <laughs> Century City uh, but no it was it was such a big part of life and I just feel like it's especially with online shopping it just is not it's not anymore but it was it was so central to my life and I I think y'all's as well. Anyway, so we thought we'd, we'd discuss it a little bit. Let's go to, to the mall today. We made, it, we made it this far in without that. that <laughs> a little Robin Sparkles. <laughs> it had to be done. <laughs> Look who it is. Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, let, I, let's talk about it. Like, wh- what were your experiences? Did you go to the mall regularly? Was it a place where you hung out? Was it a place that you shopped? Was it a place you worked? You know, what was what was your deal? And what about you? Well, I wouldn't say that the mall was sort of my social life in the way that it clearly was for you. Yes. Because I'm, that's not quite my personality and it wasn't really my friend group's personality. We were more hang out in the basement kids. Yes. If I had a basement, I would have done that. But right. Yes. And I sat patiently while they watched Star Trek because I was the least nerdy <laughs> in my friend group. <laughs> But certainly there was a, the mall component of my life. And I don't know. We didn't live. We lived like three miles 
from a mall, so it was walkable, and I did many times once I got the job at the Taco John's. But I don't know. I didn't shop at the mall, at least not the clothing stores. Definitely the bookstores. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> what bookstore was it? Was it like B. Dalton? That was the oh one yes, that... yeah. classic. Yep. Yeah, B. Dalton's <laughs> for sure. And then I think there was a Walden Books. Yes, Walden. Yes, yes. Yep. Can you imagine a world with competing bookstores in a mall in 2020? <laughs> I know. No. I know. And and the Barnes and Noble was too big, so it was across the street, not in the mall. Yeah, it was but, like a freestanding. Yep. It was next to the um, Kids R Us, Toys R Us. It was Toys R Us then. Um, um, yeah. So the the problem is that I didn't do a lot of shopping in the clothing stores. In fact, really none in what I would call the boutique brand clothing stores because they simply didn't carry anything in my size. Yeah. And my mother never even took me there. She would take me to like Kohl's or the JCPenney women's section yes. to get all my clothes at the beginning of the school year. And that was basically it. And I think it wasn't until I was a sophomore in college that was the first time I went into Express oh. with my friends because I was at the mall with a couple of friends. They were like, let's shop here. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never done this before. And I went in and I was looking for some stuff and I was like oh this is cute and I looked and not only did they not have my size they didn't have the size below my size and like Mm -hmm. I tried something on that was supposed to be a regular shirt and it barely cleared my belly button and I got (laughs) so depressed right then that I have sort of laid a moratorium on those kinds of stores I just won't do it because they don't cater to somebody like me but I am very fascinated by the people watching at the mall like I have gone a bunch of times to the mall of America just when I felt like I wanted to be among the people but not with the people yes if you know what I mean yes yeah because you can just kind of like you can be sort of anonymous at the mall and just Mm -hmm. watch you can feel the movement and the life and the transactions and whatever and not actually have to deal with the people so I, I do really like that and in places that have more extreme weather which would be minnesota in the winter texas in the summer yeah that's a really good place to be when being outside is just not really a viable option yep 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 going for your exercise i mean we should mall walkers i mean it's a thing something else oh yeah i here's the thing i always remembered about mall walkers when I was working in the mall and it was when I was managing the store so I was always coming in in the morning to open the store at like nine o'clock and we had a like a pull-up gate uh, that you had to unlock at the bottom and pull it up and so I'd be crouched down there with the key unlocking it and the mall walkers would come by and they make the widest circuit that they possibly can they hug the storefronts just to get a few extra steps in. They don't walk in the middle of the hallway. They walk as far out as they can. And I'm like, I'm going to get bowled over by these bitches <laughs> one of these days. Because they wouldn't move. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm, I'm here. be here. <laughs> no, and they all wear like white Reeboks. I feel like that's in my brain. They're all like all white shoes. And they pound the pavement. Like they go fast too. Like, they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they all like stack their coats at 
the bench, particular bench, and then they leave their coats there for 45 <laughs> minutes or whatever when they're, you know, swinging them elbows. <laughs> God, it it really was a thing. God, the 90s mall walkers really were such a thing. I don't see them as much anymore. I mean, not that I'm hanging out at the mall anymore, but they really were. There was a mall in Dallas, not the one that I went to, but the Galleria was the mall walkers paradise. I mean, they would just pound it around there. Do we think they're all dying? I know. Maybe they were white hairs. So it might... hasn't spread yeah. to the younger generations. <laughs> no, <laughs> you could just go walk the mall. It's free. It's honestly, it's not that bad of an idea. No, no. You can legitimately do that at the mall of America. Cause it's three full floors and then a part of another floor. And I yeah. think it takes a good 15 minutes just to walk around one level. Yeah. Yeah. God, so you there. just do each level and then you're done. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, we can just really rub it in. That's to right. Hillary that we've been to the mall of America <laughs> together. Yes, we <laughs> have. <go>. It was <laughs> like, was... It, it was like, you know how you would watch like on, you know, the Toys R Us, like, like toy run where it's like, Oh, put all the toys in there. And it's like your dream. You're like, how could I do this? Whenever I would see anything about the mall of America and it's like, there's a roller coaster inside. Like, how can I go there? This is my dream. How do I, mean, I go? Not that, it's not that good of a roller coaster. It's okay. But, you know, it's only a, a small amusement park. In the right. center of it. You know what it is? It's the bag of chips ahoy of roller coasters. <laughs> yes. It's the best roller yes. coaster in the mall. <laughs> Ugh, I wanted to go. But yeah, Bobby and I were there with Jeremy and Christy when you guys were all in town for a TBTL live show. Yep. We went to the Mall of America and we played that mini golf game in the mini golf course up on the third floor. Yes, maybe. Uh, and sure. I didn't know you guys that well yet. I think I'd only known you for a few months. It was so hard at pretending to be a gracious loser because I played so poorly. <laughs> I was like, I can't let them see what a monster I am. I'd like to say I don't remember if I won. I really don't remember if I won. I think um, if, I, if I won, I would remember because I would I think the boys in. were definitely, I mean, you and Jeremy, your short game was on point for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think Christy and I did not do that well the thing with mini golf is it's it's highly dependent on the mini golf course because uh you know you know if it's one of those complex very mathy courses then you know you could get out there with some some uh some skills in that department but then some mini golf courses are just a matter of hammering the damn ball as hard as you can and then just making your short putts mm -hmm. and so you know when it's more brute force and less uh critical skill eh, you know I don't really have either. Uh, and, you know, you only, if you only go mini golfing once every decade and a half. Yes. I mean. Yeah. Uh, mini golf is a good transition to some of my mall stories. And we'll keep making the loops here. But uh, my aunt, uh, one of my aunts, uh, works part time wrapping gifts at like the customer service station, especially around the holidays at one of the malls in the Rochester area, one of the good malls in the Rochester area. God There's bless those ladies. I hate them. God. Yeah. <laughs> But you go on. I'll tell you why I hate them afterwards. And, and uh, you know, she's and, and she's hooked up. She's she's queen of the mall, right? Because it's like uh, she, you know, she knows everyone. She knows the lady who operates the carousel because, yes, the malls in the Ranch area do have carousels um, in the food court. And uh, we actually went golfing with her at one of the Rochester area malls, the one she she works. at. I think it was the one she works at. And it was a like a 
day glow uh black light golf course and the thing is it's it's i love it's, those it's one of these things where the mall is trying to figure out any possible way to use its huge amounts of dead space yep and so they've just taken a massive storefront blocked out the windows and turned it into 18 holes of golf the uh golf was terrible but at five bucks a person it was a great way to dick around for like half an hour so it was great yeah yeah so much fun Oh, uh, I love those. You know, when you go cosmic bowling and they have the yes. black lights and the right. music. We had one. Well, I guess the front nine. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The first, the front nine. Yeah. They yeah. they were all in regular light. And in the back nine, you went through the cave and that was all nice. black lit. It's like and they also had world. A, yeah, they had a laser tag there too, but I think I was a little bit old to do laser tag. Also too bookish. You're never too laser old. tag. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never really enjoyed laser tag. And it's one of those things where... There's a Lasertron, like the local laser tag, uh, whatever brand in Buffalo. They have a location in Buffalo, just out in the suburbs. And they always have a big sign out that they're now hiring. And the pay is always like a dollar or two more than a lot of the other minimum wage type jobs. And I think to myself, could be fun. That's a lot of sweat. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like that's just a lot of teenage yes. boy sweat and preteen yes. sweat. Like that's no, got to do a lot of sanitizing. Yes. Well, Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, th- I, I, I'll use that to transition into dead malls because the mall that I went to as a childhood, Rochester has four, or at least when I was a kid, in its heyday of malls, indoor malls, had four distinct malls. And they were sort of one in each quadrant of the greater metropolitan area. And they all had a distinct quality of the people of that part of the city. Mm-hmm. It was very classist between them all. And oh, yes. the closest mall to where I grew up was the shitty mall, <laughs> uh, Arondequite Mall. It was the one where chain stores were just moving out. The latest store was always moving out. Even when it was still open, there was like a whole dead corridor that had just sort of been left as a as a dangling limb that didn't work. And so the lights would be half on and all of the storefronts oh. on that end were just shut down. But like it wasn't blocked off. So you could still just walk through this creepy ass dead limb of an arm of the mall and it is now officially completely dead to the point where um i know someone who worked in a call center that was opened in one of the old department stores and every few years someone says they're going to buy it and turn it into condos or something and then everyone remembers that nobody wants to live in that part of a <laughs> <laughs> the the ihop and the target adjacent make more use of the parking lot than basically anyone else and that call center which i believe is still going strong but yeah, the Irondequoit Mall, which was later renamed the Medley Center, and now I think it has some other stupid name. Uh, that's the one for me. And as I referenced you all earlier today when I was putting my notes together for this, uh, the rap song Welcome to the Rock by a rapper named Beneficial, which I plug every couple of years. I will not use it as the outro on this episode because there is a little bit of coarse language that is just not in line with a word that I'm comfortable using or promoting. Send it to um, Bet. She's fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's it's bland compared to what Bet taught that child. Um, uh, as he put it, here are the four malls, and he listed them, and then he said, Arondequit is for you if you're afraid of people. And that line just has stuck with me all these years. He nailed it. Because <laughs> it was just fucking tumbleweeds blowing through that mall. So. Um, but that was the mall I went to as a kid when it wasn't completely dead because it was just free babysitting. Like, yeah. even in like middle, late elementary school to middle school, that's the mall where we would just be dropped off and it would be like, here you go. Because like, if you didn't have money for a movie, 
and you didn't have money to go bowling and you didn't want to wander around Wegmans, the grocery store, you just went to the mall and you just ran around and touched things and laughed and tried to sneak into the adult corner of Spencer's gifts or whatever. And like <laughs> the poster section. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, they have everything you could ever want in the shape of a penis. Like, <laughs> God. Spencer's. Not a, a lot of like uh, over the hill. vitamin bottles or whatever oh my god say a busty woman in a bikini on this uh, birthday card Mm -hmm. yeah now that you say that i've never really thought about it that way but um, the mall in a lot of ways was a really perfect place to let your sort of young teen or tween out on their own because they're pretty much enclosed and it's good weather and it's well lighted and there's plenty of other people there and there's theoretically some security, and they can't get into too much trouble. Yeah. Right. There are people who are nominally adults who are nominally in charge of their each little sectors. And, you know, with a few bucks, you can get some fries and a soda or candy. Uh, well, you know, uh, or a candy. We put a pin in that because we're going to get the food. <laughs> uh, right. It was a safe space. You know, never mind mm-hmm. uh, stranger danger and predators and all oh, that Oh, we didn't shit. care about that. Right. Exactly. The very fed as a kid at the mall, you were fine. I could go into B. Dalton's and spend yep. 45 minutes yep. browsing books. Yep. yep. Happy reading, as a clam. Reading random magazines that I was like, oh, never buying them. And I never looked at clothes really as a particularly poor kid. And I'm not looking for pity here. Most of my clothes came from thrift stores and stuff. And so, or like Kmart, this was before we had a Walmart in, in town. So Kmart was the, you know, big box in Webster. Um you know, to go look at clothes that the mall didn't even register to me. And now, even now, most of my clothes come from the JP, JC Penny men's section because I just live in flannel shirts and jeans. And so, yeah. you know, whatever, uh, whatever uh, IZOD or whatever that they're carrying is going to do it for me. Uh, you don't need to go to Express Men's. <laughs> nobody wants to see me in any structure. Express Men's. Structure. That's what it was called in the Jesus 90s. Oh, H&M. That's a good one now. Oh, I know. I mean... If I can get lucky enough to find something in my size at Banana Republic, I'm very happy, but it does not happen often. So, Oh, no. Banana. Uh, you got to yeah. be skinny to yes, shop at Banana yes, Republic. Yeah. My luck there is when a, a fat guy returns something that was an online purchase <laughs> and it ends up at the clearance section. And so every time Sam Bonanza. wants to go to Banana Republic, yep, whenever she wants to go to Banana Republic, I just go to the clearance where I can check the very end. <laughs> and three minutes later, I look at her and say, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Got it. I mean, it uh, makes it simple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, so the mall that I went to growing up, um, and I, Meredith could sort of vouch for this. It's like a weirdly fancy mall near my parents' house, and it is by far. I mean, I'm not going to do my official rankings of malls, though I could. It is by far. You know, I live in Los Angeles, like ostensibly the you know mecca of shopping but north park mall in dallas is by far the nicest mall i've ever been to it is beautiful and you know there's i think like the second neiman marcus is there and it's you know and it's weird though because it was a very when i was a kid it was a very high low mall like there was the neiman's and there was lord and taylor which i I think they're out of business now and there was a jc penny um and Foley's, which is now Macy's. That's why Dave and I started talking about it because we were talking about how Macy's, you know, used to be fancy when we were kids, and now is like a 
mm-hmm. the shithole. But um, but and the, but there was also a Woolworths, and there were you know like a Wyatt's cafeteria, which is like Luby's or whatever. It was just you know like a cafeteria kind of thing, and yeah, we would just be sent to roam around there and so you could go to the fancy stores which the people wouldn't want you to be in there or you would go to the shitty stores now it's just kind of a fancy mall and it's beautiful mm-hmm. because they have art there and it's the architecture is beautiful it's it is they've done a it's a really 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 nice mall and you can kind of get everything there um but now i feel like uh you know it's like too fancy for me now where i'm like i'm not gonna go to you know, Carolina Herrera. Like, there's no reason for sure. me to go shopping there. Like, there's nothing, nothing. I, there's no occasion in which I'm going to be wearing. A <laughs> You're Carolina not going Herrera. to the Oscars. No, unfortunately not <laughs> anytime soon. But yeah, that was that was my mall. And the funniest thing about it now it is a, I guess it's sort of a square or rectangle. But at when I was a kid, it was a horseshoe shape. So you would go from like, you'd have to kind of go from one end and then like. <laughs> Go all <laughs> Go the way around. Around. And I, now I get really flummoxed when I'm in there because I'm like, where am I? I'm used to doing like a U-turn when I'm in here. <laughs> um, but it was, it is really, really upgraded now. And it's, you know, it just is, it's not for, I, I can go to the Nordstrom and I can go, you know, to an anthropology or something. But otherwise I, I have like no real reason to spend time there. But it is crazy when I go there. It is just packed. It is Hacked to the gills with people. Interesting. I mean, probably not right at this moment. Though I will say, I think the last time I was in Dallas, I had to go run to Nordstrom to get something, and it was still pretty packed. People just go there and shop. That is a very hmm. Dallas thing. Is people? I find that even compared to um, Austin and maybe Los Angeles, people in Dallas love to shop. Like that is just a thing that they do: is shopping, shopping for whatever. Always shopping. That's what we do when we go to Dallas. And I, I'm not really a huge shopper. I'm not. I'm definitely not a huge miscellaneous shopper. Where I'll go shop if I there's something that I want to get. You know, I'm like, yep, okay, I too. need to go get something. I need to a shirt or whatever. I need to go get something. I don't like to window shop. I don't like to just casually shop. It's very boring and stressful to me. Nope. It's also why I can't thrift shop. No, exactly. When you thrift shop, you have to go with an open with mind. No, yeah, no mm-hmm. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's see if we can find some tall size 16 pants today. <laughs> well, I feel like the tall part is the hardest part. I mean, yep. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can't, I mean, it's hard to find that stuff. I mean, it's hard enough to find short stuff. I can't imagine trying to find tall stuff. Um, but it, it makes me reflect on as a teen or mostly a preteen, I would just go to the mall. Like we, that's, yeah, we just did that. And maybe it was because it was a safe space for us to be. That was indoors. We're not getting in a lot of trouble. You can't like drink or do drugs or whatever. You're just going to be. And I was, I was a good kid. So it wasn't like I was shoplifting or anything. And we would just walk around the mall. And now I think about how annoying we probably were. I mean, we were good kids, (laughs) but we were probably so loud and just, you know, four or five, 13 year old girls running around the mall. I just, now yep. I would side eye that. So <laughs> uh, Hillary is, is we were planning this show earlier and we were calling dibs on who was or wasn't going to host, or in this case, wasn't going to host the, and we hosting simply means reading the intro at the top of the <laughs> yes, show. It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, and I said, uh, Nope, you're good. I'll be sitting in the massage chair without paying for it. <laughs> And waiting until the lump in the middle of the back gets so uncomfortable I can't take it anymore. Or the alarm starts to go off, depending on which brand of creepy massage chair it is. But yeah, we just, going to the mall was something you could do. 
And much like the summer after my sophomore year of college, it was the kind of bar where you could show up with ever how much or little, you know, much or little money you had and still have a good time. It just didn't matter. Yep. yep. You can always entertain yourself in some way, even if it's just looking at what everybody else is doing. Yep. Or like going to the dumb Yankee candle store and like <laughs> yep. smelling candles. Although those places you walk by them and they just smack you in the face yep. with the scent yep. and you're like, oh my God. I know somebody told me that Bath and I've decided to get into candles lately because I think that my house like smells stale. And I'm at was asking people for recommendations and somebody recommended Bath and Body Works. And I know some of them smell good, but I have just a, such a visceral memory of walking by Bath and Body Works and the smell just like smacks you in the face. And I can't, yep. I can't, I can't do it. I, Bath and Body Works is crap. <laughs> I know a lot about candles. I can tell you whatever you want to know. You're like, the throw is not good. I'm trying to learn the <laughs> terminology. Um, it all depends on the quality of oil yeah. that they use in a place like Bath and Body Works just right. uses really cheap stuff. Junk. So, yeah. And um, tell me about parking lot shenanigans. Oh, you want to hear about parking lot shenanigans? I do. Well, I don't want to this... stereotype here, but when I saw one of you wrote parking lot shenanigans, <laughs> I assumed it was Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. No, I'm kidding. You might not be incorrect, but fine. Well, so... Most people know because I talk about it enough. I mentioned it enough that I did work retail for a long time, starting when I was 22. Uh, well, actually, starting when I was 16 and I worked at the Taco John's. Yes. But then I worked at the gift store starting when I was 22 and I worked both full time for all six years as a store manager and then um, before and after for f- 13 almost 13 years just as a part-time person. So I have a lots of experience working in malls and you know, you got to swallow a lot of shit mm-hmm. when you work at the mall because people oftentimes don't treat you very good and it's hard not to resent customers mm-hmm. a lot of times. And most people of course are very nice and some people are just jackasses that ruin it for the rest of y'all. So when I, would leave the mall at the end of my shift. I was so happy that I didn't have to be subservient to people anymore Mm -hmm. that I would play some games in the parking lot with people, (laughs) not in my car. But as I was walking to the car, it is my most favorite thing to be walking down the parking aisle. And I always walk down the in aisle if you know what i'm talking about so people are driving up the aisle towards the mall these are all one ways yeah they're so they're driving up the aisle towards the mall and i'm walking away from the mall down their lane and they can see me coming and the parking lot is crowded and they think oh i'm gonna get her spot (laughs) and so they wait for me and maybe they're crawling a little bit and i'm walking and i'm walking and i'm walking because they don't know that I'm a mall employee and I have to park out by the water tower. <laughs> and I'm slowly so walking and they're getting more and more anxious and I get close to them and then I cut through to the next aisle. And That is cruel. That is cruel. About that brings me so much joy. <laughs> if you could see the smile on my face right now. Oh my God. 
That's um, almost as good as if you happen to be walking down the down aisle and then they like crawl after you <laughs> down the entire aisle yes. and you can feel them sort of making the judgment about whether it's worth it <laughs> to keep following you because you're so far out. Oh my gosh. That I mean, is the fact that I they made us park across the yeah. ring perimeter road in the overflow parking because it makes sense when it's busy you, you don't want mall employees parking in the good spots but they made us right. park way the fuck out of in course. kansas it was Ugh. such a long walk and it just brought me so much joy to screw those people over just a tiny bit sorry oops <laughs> no no <laughs> i'm over there sorry <laughs> and I, I have a lot to say about mall parking lots because um, I, you know, developed a couple of rules for mall parking. And the number one thing is you always, 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 always park under cover. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. If there is a parking structure of some sort, yep. you park under it. You do not park anywhere where the elements can get to you because we would have a lot of times when, say, it would snow overnight and I would go into work and then we would have what I would call the crazy parking times where people pulled in and thought, this seems about right and just left their car there. And it was such a shit show. And so I would immediately just head straight for a covered area and park between two actual lines. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. And then also that takes away when I come out at 1030 p.m. in December. Then I don't have to scrape four inches of snow and ice off of the car. So I will never, ever park out in the open at a mall. I mean, conversely, obviously, in the summertime, it's like you get in your car and it like gives you third degree burns on your legs or your hands your hands are like ow so always always park in the garage if possible yep absolutely and i had so i hated parking during the holidays because the mall had certain prescribed times actually every weekend basically saturday and sunday and then usually the whole week before christmas where they wouldn't allow employees to park on site at all because those parking spots were just too precious sure and so they made us park at a shuttle site which happened to be my high school it's great to go visit those old stomping grounds (laughs) and it was just the worst because you'd have to leave for your shift a half an hour early oh yeah and drive to this other place only five minutes away. So it's not like it was that much further. But then you would get on the shuttle bus and you would sit and sit and sit and mm-hmm. sit. And like you're mm-hmm. looking at your phone or your watch and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late. Yep. And then the bus would leave and the parking lot at the mall was so congested, it would take the bus like 20 minutes to drive up to uh. the front door. And I wanted to be like, um, can you just stop and let me out here? Because I can walk this in three minutes. What's going to take you 15? Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the night, uh, I mean, the last bus was not that long after mall closing. So you had to get your ass out there and then, you know, ride at 1130 back to the high school parking lot. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So you would have to dodge security a little bit. And sometimes they would be driving around in their trucks and they would see you come out. And if they sort of recognized you and knew that you looked at the mall or worked at the mall, they would follow you. Yeah, to, uh, they, they would follow you to see if you parked on mall property and they could, I don't know what they were going to do, give you a 
ticket in what jurisdiction? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually used to park across the street at the Coles and just walk over. Because they 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 had a dead movie theater there, so there was yeah. tons of covered parking. Yeah. yeah, and it was faster to, you know, hike across two parking lots in the dark at midnight and felt s- safer than waiting for the stupid shuttle bus. Ugh. It was just awful what they make employees do. Yeah, I know they're like, uh, oh, I you am, work here? Fuck off! I mm-hmm. am just curious if you get your car towed out of that parking lot and the tow yard only takes Cole's cash. <laughs> 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 oh god i hate i hated working holidays full time uh, that is yeah. i still go back and help out at the holidays now but i do exactly as much or as little as i want to do but being there all the time during december was just the pit it's brutal it's brutal and it's so uh, dark when you get out oh. i've been to ask about that are you gonna do that this year or what's the deal with Mm, man, I have some major, majorly conflicted feelings about this. So my boss called, my former boss, I guess, called in October and said, hey, how do you feel about coming back for Christmas again this year? And I was so torn because of this whole COVID thing, Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is just so much safer to not, to just stay home. I don't need the money. I'm not that social. Like, I don't want to get out and be with the people. But on the other hand, being a part of that company has been such a huge part of my life. And she is one of the people that I legitimately love in this world. She has been so good to me since I was 22 years old and has been a wonderful friend and a great sort of partner in working together. And I know what it's like to be a store manager for that company in December. And it is so awful. And you are always so shorthanded. So I was like, I don't, how, how do I be like, sorry, not interested this year. So what I told her is that I will come in at 8 PM when the store closes of an evening and I won't work with customers, obviously, but if she needs me to unpack merchandise or clean or move displays, I will be happy to do that. And so I actually did that on Wednesday of this week. I oh. went there, closed at 8 p.m. I was there all by myself. It worked till 11.30. And I got a shit ton of stuff done. It was great. I mean, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, you yeah, get to like, avoid I'm, the like crap, but then you're helping out somebody you love. Yeah. Trying to do what I can in the limitations. In fact, she asked if I could come in and clean the back room like early in the morning. Ugh, it's just an absolute pit of disaster back there. And so I think I'm going to, if I can, go to bed early enough tonight. I'm going to get up really early tomorrow morning and go drive out and like work from 7 to 10 or something. Okay. And clean that back room for her. Could you do me a favor while you're back there and just pull out every water feature? I'm trying to decide <laughs> which one I should get Sam for Christmas, and I'm not sure. Let uh, me give you a tip, Bobby. It's the display. You like the display. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm man. glad you found a way to still do that, though, because, uh, you know, because I know you like her and you like that. And there's also something really fulfilling about a job where you just show up and get through the list and then it's done checklist you know Mm -hmm. that's i I miss doing more of that kind of work especially lately this gig i've been doing recently is kind of like that which is nice you sort of clock in do the work and honest day's work and then you clock out and you don't really take it home with you or anything and that's Yeah. yeah yep and it's a group of people who are 
sort of legitimately my second family, people who know the real me, them and you guys kind of know the real me and not the polite, quiet me. Yes. And so it's there's a great deal of freedom, like being able to be myself in the world. Yeah. If you get to see any of them, definitely float cop, not cop by them. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a pilot to be written for mall cop, not cop. Oh, my God. Let's talk about mall security. <laughs> Did yes. any of you ever get hassled? No. When you were kids? No. Bobby? No, no I really didn't. Um, but I, I have noticed that in, in my adult life, um, the mall security is all pimply, late teen, or like not quite <laughs> teens, but look like teen boys like who look awkwardly underqualified both uh to look like a cop or to even wear their uniforms um and they also in buffalo the big mall there the galleria mall they have big dorky hats too and so like (laughs) they just look even more ridiculous than normal mall cops and so it's 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 sad really i i generally just pity them for existing I I helped out for a summer when we had a management crisis at our one of our uh, stores uh, for uh, Minnesota listeners. It was Burnsville. It was the Burnsville Mall, uh, and they make their security guys wear mounty hats. I am not kidding, oh, and it no. is the most ridiculous thing you have ever seen. Oh no, no. I, you know, I like I'm not going to shit on anybody who's trying to put themselves through school or, you know, doing yeah. whatever they can do to make some money. But mall security has no power to do anything. <laughs> I don't think they have very much training. They're not going to apprehend anybody. Right. What and is your jurisdiction? <laughs> they're kind of good for nothing. Yeah. Um, there was a crew at the mall where I was the manager of the store where they were a little bit Paul Blarty, I have to say, including the mall got bought during the time that I was there and they made some changes. And one of those changes was segues for security guards. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that strips a man's dignity. Uh, more than when he like rides up on his segway <laughs> and then take care of business. Yeah. But they were pretty pathetic, the whole lot of them. And the, probably the only thing they were good for was if you had kind of a shady character in the store or someone who was being disruptive or you didn't trust them or whatever. You could call for a walkthrough and just somebody in some sort of uniform coming through would usually kind of diffuse the situation or scare people off but i don't know i wonder what the pay is like that i don't oh i i don't know they're grown men with mustaches have those (laughs) jobs the the head of mall security used to like wander through my store because it was a very good like browsing store lots of little knickknacks and crap and uh he was in there once and he got a call on his radio, and it was a suspicious bag had been left in the food court. And he gets on the radio, and he, and he says, I swear to God, stand down. Stand down. Personnel is on the way. Oh, man. Oh. It was just terrible. Oh, my God. There was this other little Paul Blart who came in once and started talking to me about this lady that he he helped her. He carried all her 
packages out to her car and she wanted to give him a gratitude, but he didn't accept the gratitude because they're not allowed to accept gratitudes. And I was like, does he mean gratuity? <laughs> I was going to say, is this a word I don't understand in this context? <laughs> was she just saying thank you? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. And then every once in a while, the real cops would come to the mall and there would always be... A a Paul Blart, like, tagging along yeah, with the sure. cops. Like, I'm a cop, too. I'm a cop, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the feds come in and shut down your scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's very, it's very um, the fugitive. He's like, and what is yep. your jurisdiction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Man. God. It is like its own little world. And I imagine, you know, the Mall of America is this... Uh, I, there has to be a reality show about the inner workings of the mall. There of is. I mean, I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. There, there, I believe there was a reality show about the mall of America cops. Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. And they are actual cops. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost True. like a city size. So, you know, you almost have to have your own. Right. Listen, PD. Hillary, I'm just going to tell you this right now. <laughs> yes. The mall of America is just a little bit, a lot bit bigger mall. With all the same stores. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it has two Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> and the Old Navy is two levels. <laughs> wow. So they they have, you know, certain malls have certain stores. And the Mall of America just has all of them. But they're all the same corporate yeah. bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. that you find everywhere else. I know. That actually, as a kid, or as a, an adult as I've grown older is the more depressing part of life is as uh, globalism <laughs> has spread, I guess, where like if you go to London, you're like, it's all the same stuff. I mean, you can find little stores that are obviously like smaller and more, you know, unique. But when you realize like I can just go, it's just a bigger version of something, you know, right. and, mm-hmm. and that's really depressing to me. We're like, I could go to a Sephora anywhere. Like it's not, it's not any different really. Five million six hundred thousand square feet. Jesus. The Mall of America. American Dream is number two at three million square feet. Then the Where's King that? Of, uh East Rutherford, New Jersey. So it's you know, East Rutherford is where MetLife is, yeah, yeah, so it's probably yeah, yeah. you know, in that neighborhood. King of Prussia, Prussia, Pennsylvania is King of Prussia Mall is I is, when you know. I was a you know, when I worked at the mall and we'd have a list of the stores like, you know, if if somebody wanted some piece of luggage and we couldn't find it in our store or whatever, and we could we could transfer. I was obsessed with King of Prussia because I just was like, <laughs> what a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and it's a huge mall. And yes. I think it serves like Philly and like Delaware and New Jersey. I mean, I think right. it's, you yeah, know. it's in that area. It's yeah. the Philadelphia Metro and then South Coast Plaza's yes. the fourth. Oh, South Coast Plaza was it. That was where I got a lot of transfers from because that's in Orange County. Which, was... by the way, I think there's probably some argument here because it's uh, King of Prussia's 2,793,200 square feet. South Coast Plaza's 2,738. Thousand and seven hundred and thirty square feet. Ooh. You think one of these guys couldn't just put a few more sheds, like <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> oh man! Well, I think they do that at the Mall of America. Whenever any other mall <laughs> is being built that might take its title, they're like, uh, 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 we'll add a hotel. Right. 
<laughs> Which they have literally done, like built a hotel yes. into the mall. There's a so. Radisson Blue and a JW Marriott. Mm-hmm. Wow. And JW Marriott's a classy that's brand. A nice, yeah, that's yeah. an upscale division of the Marriott family. That's quite the bonvoy right there. Well, they um, get a ton of foreign oh, yeah. oh, shoppers, sure. tourists. Yeah. And I, I know that they have organized tours from like China or Japan, places in Asia oh, yeah. that like fly them over for the weekend to shop and then fly back. And it's one of those things where people that live in the Twin Cities, we don't go to the Mall of America that much because it's such a big fucking hassle. That's what, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. It seems like it'd be kind of annoying to go there as mm-hmm. an everyday person. I used to get pretty regular questions about dream catchers, people looking to buy dream catchers. I know. Um, and no, we did not sell dream catchers. And people would be like, well, do you know where I can get one? And first of all, just because I work in retail doesn't mean that I know where everything is sold. Like, I don't have any more information than you do. You're like Watson for stores. Yeah, like what other stores carry. I don't know. But I'd be like, well, I have seen them at Spirit of the Red Horse in the Mall of America. And at every single person would be like, ugh, I'm not going to the Mall of America. And I'd be like, well, you asked. No. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. That's where it is. That's all I know. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I remember. This isn't my story, but the manager prior to me once had a lady come in and ask for something. Or maybe she called him. I don't remember. And it was something that we didn't carry. And he told her and she said, well, why don't you call around to other stores and find out for me? And I'll stop back in a little while. And he was like, no. (laughs) I think what he said was, I am available as a personal shopper and I can start at five and I charge $20 an hour. Wow. Well, Chad has balls, <laughs> literally and <laughs> metaphorically. Uh, Destiny USA is seventh on here. That's one I've been to. That's in Syracuse, New York, uh, and they they are one of those malls where they've they've created a lot of atmosphere to try to create a destination, and it has mm-hmm. like a go kart track in it, and yes. uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So that's a place where we've stopped off when we're driving back and forth between Buffalo and Boston just to like wander around. And it's yeah, got a hotel attached to it and all that stuff. Stretch your legs. Um, and I suppose I should do a plug for the Eaton Center in Toronto, of course, because it's the only mall ever with the Hockey Hall of Fame in the basement. What a dream. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream. So, um, Bobby, what is the Boulevard Mall animatronic bear band from hell? Oh, yes. Was so it Showbiz Pizza or, or Chuck E. Ki- Cheese? Ki- kind of, yeah. So until Pizza few- and pipes. Right. <laughs> no organ. Uh, until a few years ago... Uh, the Boulevard Mall, which is a mall in the in the Buffalo area, suburban Buffalo, North Towns, it's it's a small-ish, you know, pretty small mall. It's got some restaurants. The highlight is the TGI Fridays. Um, the Boulevard Mall had something in it called the Boulevard Bear Band every Christmas, and it was creepy as fuck. Animatronic bears as a band playing Christmas carols. And it was just, it would steal your soul if you looked into the eyes of these bears. I mean, they were just terrifying. I mean, I watched the video. Yeah, not a, not a high quality video, obviously, but it was the only one I could find. Um, they took them away for a few years. Apparently, they brought them back at some point, like behind glass. <laughs> so like an exhibit oh, on the Boulevard Bear Band. Well, right. That way they can't get out and, and eat you. 
<laughs> and it is one of those like the Chuck E. Cheese, right? Where they just kind of they rotate a little bit and maybe yes. the arms go up and down six inches. Just enough to be like stiff and concerning. <laughs> oh yeah, and the yeah. mouth's the lower jaw goes I guess down, down and up, down and up. Right, but, but not in any kind of rhythm with the words. <laughs> no, they no, use. no, no. Just just flapping. <laughs> so yeah, the the Boulevard Ball animatronics. I've I've definitely closed my eyes at night and seen those bears. Well, one of the things in in one of the malls that I worked at, not the ones with the Paul Blarts, although you know they're all their they're own all special there. brand of <laughs> Paul Blarts. We were actually on a on like a corner of where you could go down a side hall, and there was like a big open court yard space i mean still in the mall but like an open space in front of us and so the at christmas they would love to like put the risers up and do like um musical acts and stuff and oh they have like a peruvian flute band for a while (laughs) um and back to school they always do like the back to school fashion shows on there yeah but they did get a band in to play christmas tunes one saturday night and um, they were enthusiastic, and they sang All I Want for Christmas is You several times, and neither of the female vocalists was in key at all any of the times they sang it. And I wanted to beat my head against the glass until the blood ran. God, Christmas. It may be lovely to you people, but... I've been listening to this Peruvian flute band for three weeks. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Taking me crazy. <laughs> well, um, I, besides shopping at malls and hanging out at malls when I was a teen, as we all know, I met my husband at the mall. We both. Ooh. Ooh, hey. Uh, well, I worked at Century City Mall in Los Angeles. Well, it's technically in Century City. And. When I worked there, it was definitely like the, um, um, not second tier mall because it had some nice stores. It just wasn't the popular mall at the time. The Grove had just opened, which the Grove is like, I don't know, not that anybody watches this, but if you ever watch Access Hollywood with, um, what's his face? Mario Lopez. Yes. That's where they film it. So the Grove was like the cool mall. I mean, that was where everybody went and had a fountain that like, you know, and you could see Mario, you could see Mario there. There was a train around. They actually had sort of shitty stores. They had a nice Nordstrom, but otherwise they kind of had shitty stores, but the atmosphere was very cool. And it was like right next to where they film um, the Price is Right. So it was like, and there were the Los Angeles farmer's market was right there. So there was stuff that was there that was cool, but the stores actually kind of sucked. But Dave and I both worked at Century City Mall me managing the Toomey store and him working at the Verizon wireless kiosk. Now at my rehearsal dinner, which I believe I've told the story before, my dad referred to all of my kiosk boyfriends, Dave being the last of them. <laughs> so there was, there were a lot of kiosks at Michael. I know there were a lot of kiosks at the century city mall. And I made out with three of the guys that worked at them. Um, one of them was somebody that sold like Nintendo, like refurbished like Nintendo players. He was really cute. Another one was a guy that Dave actually worked with. And Dave and I bonded Ooh. over hating him and then 
decided that we loved each other. But, um, but yeah, I, the mall at that time was like my personal, like (laughs) dating (laughs) paradise there. But Century City was such a weird place because it was the first time that, I mean, this is very Los Angeles, but it was an outdoor mall. Um, which, oh yeah. And, and so was the Grove, but the Century, Century City was, you know, everything was outdoors. I mean, my store was indoors, but you walk around outdoors, which it, it really the only place that works is in Los Angeles or like San Diego or something. Um, it was sort of funny because it was never at the time retrofitted for rain. So when it rained, which it didn't do a ton, but it did do occasionally. Like all of these old people would always slip and fall and like end up suing, (laughs) suing Westfield. Um, But it was, you know, it, it was kind of nice because it was a relatively quiet mall because it just wasn't like really the cool place to be. And like I've said before, the best part of it at the Grove, it was so open. It was just an open outdoor space whereas century city was sort of more like a traditional mall except that it was outdoors so there's sort of like hallways but it's you know or corridors but it was outdoors so celebrities would come and it was almost it was adjacent to beverly hills so there were a lot of celebrities that would come there and so you know that was like thrilling for me but um but yeah i mean i don't know it was it's so it's so trippy to sort of you know, know the inner workings of it. You see the same people all the time, all these like old men that work at like the Israeli food stand or whatever, Mm -hmm. just like all of these, (laughs) the weird coffee shops and just these places that have been around forever. I don't know. I mean, I I like sort of loved it, but staying there at like, you know, being there at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday it just is kind of depressing after a while. Yes. And like, especially like you were saying with the holidays, you're just hearing the same goddamn music over and over oh again. My God. And it just makes you, I mean, I remember on TBTL actually, they were talking about how much they hated the um, Beatles song. And I ended up liking it only because I was like, I cannot listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one more time. At least this song is slightly different <laughs> and has like a slightly more modern, I don't know, tone to it. But uh. I mean, if I could punch Paul McCartney every time <laughs> that I had to listen to it, like, then I could what, do it. I <laughs> know. Oh, man. I remember when it would change in January or even like, I think, December 26th or 27th, and it would change back to like, you know, the easy listening or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, like waiting for a start of fall. Like, please, like, give this to me. I will take this every single day. If er, Michael Bolton, like, I don't care. Just give that to me. I cannot listen to like, you know, some like. Uh, blue Christmas or whatever, any of those mm-hmm. like the the jazzy release Navidad. Oh my god! I still to this day I kind of like I'm like no, like I don't like listening to this. I have to listen to different stuff. That's why I think I like those super religious ones because they don't yep. play those. They don't play yep. Oh Holy Night. They play the jazzy fifties ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, rocking around stuff. the. I hate. Rocking around the Christmas tree. I yeah, I'm not much for those contemporary Christmas carols. I hate like that rocking song. around the Christmas tree. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's a different show. We need to not. <laughs> In fact, I think we've done that show. I think we have. I think we have. <laughs> but yeah, the mall. I mean, that goes into like the mall at Christmas. I mean, it just really becomes all encompassing for. And like I said last time, I would get excited when Christmas was. Um, the late or when Thanksgiving was the latest it possibly could be because it just mm-hmm. limited the amount of time that we could 
spend on Christmas shit. And I became so apathetic to sales or any of that. I was like, I don't care. Just buy whatever you want to buy. I'm not going to upsell you. Like, you're just going to buy whatever. This is, I can't. I'm so exhausted right now. You're on your feet all the time. There's no shoe that is comfortable enough. Because it's not like I can wear tennis shoes. I have to wear sort of nice shoes. And there's nothing that is going to make my feet or back feel good. And Nope. uh, And there there are like three components to working in a retail store there's customer service and sales Mm -hmm. there's shipping and receiving Mm -hmm. and there's store maintenance Mm -hmm. and cleaning Mm -hmm. and you can handle two out of the three of those any two out of the three just fine but when you have to do all three of them at such a high volume for such a period of time it's brutal it's brutal it's awful and they don't like pay you extra or anything they're just no no i mean no i calculated it out once like i looked at the amount of hours that i worked i think this is my first year as a manager but the number of hours that i worked divided by my salary and i got paid something like 715 an hour (sighs) and my body was so worn down. My knees hurt until Valentine's Day. Yeah. I remember I, I got down on the floor, like I had to get something out of a, like a low cupboard, and I couldn't get up because my knees hurt so badly. <laughs> You're like, help me. I remember, so, you know, because I sold suitcases, but our stock room was pretty small. Like it was a, a pretty, but it was just high. And we would have to store all this stuff. And you, I would be getting on ladders and a skirt, getting on ladders, bringing down. Like a standard um, non-carry-on, a small non-carry-on bag as a 24-inch bag. And I'd be like getting that down from, you know, a high shelf and just being like, I can do this. I I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm on a ladder and a skirt and not heels, (laughs) but like not, you know, tennis shoes. And I'm like, I can do this. And then having somebody say, "Mm, hey, could you wrap that? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, yes, I guess I can. It's a box. I can wrap it. But I'm squatting on the floor wrapping a giant box. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to have um, a sales associate take whatever that needed to be wrapped into the back room and wrap it. Yes. Because if it's on a Saturday and you have a line of people and somebody is wrapping something there, every single person in the line will be like, ooh, can I have mine wrapped? Can oh, I have mine yeah. wrapped? Yeah. Which is fine, except for we just don't have the time. We just can't. No, exactly. Exactly. And that, and we don't have enough people to have one person being the wrapping person. Mm-hmm. And also, as previously mentioned, I am not crafty. Like, I can, <laughs> I can wrap a box because it's, you know... There's lines and it's easy to do, but I'm not doing a frilly bow. I'm not. I'm not d- throwing extras on there. It's literally just wrapping paper on. Could here. you wrap this horseshoe neck pillow for me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just oh is like a God. child, like scrunching up, like mm, tape, 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 tape. The things that people want you to wrap. Oh man, like, can you wrap that? And I'm like, um, do I have to? <laughs> please don't make me do this that's why for like children's gifts i well one i have saved every bag a child has like at any of the kids birthday parties i'm like stuffing it i'm the mom that's like stuffing the bag in the bag because i'm like i will use this later i have used something from like a baby shower that's like baby on it for something else and i'm like you know what i know how to do really well is put something in a bag twist up the tissue paper and make it look sort of fun and you know yep and that's easy it's done Goodbye. We had a a thing because 
customer service is a very big part of our business. And so typically we would offer to wrap things or yeah. we'd say, oh, hey, do you need a gift box for that or whatever? And you just have to stop doing that at Christmas yes. because, yep. you, mm -hmm. first of all, if you offered a box people will take it. Mm -hmm. Even if they're like my mom and have a closet that has only empty gift boxes in it, <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, I'll take that box. And then you run out of boxes by December 13th yep. and you're SOL. Yep. So you just have to not offer it. And they say, oh, could I get a gift box for that? You're like, oh, sure. Absolutely. I would love to do that for you. You just yes. don't offer it. Yep. But I, I do remember a time that a lady was buying something and she was like, and can I have some extra gift boxes too? <laughs> and I had been working like eight days in a row, 10 hour shifts, and my brain was so foggy. I just looked at her and I said, why? <laughs> Super gracious, right? And she goes, well, I just, you know, it'd be nice to have some extra boxes to wrap other presents with. And I said, no. <laughs> no. And then the lady in behind, in line behind her, like, tugged on her sleeve. And she's like, you know, if you go to JCPenney's, they just have stacks of boxes next to the cash registers. And you can just take them. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And my staff thought it was hilarious. And so for the rest of the day, they would come up to me and like, Oh, and can you put a couple of extra rolls of scotch tape in my bag? <laughs> oh, can you put some extra ribbon in my bag? It's me when I oh. go into my office right now where I'm like, can I get a legal pad? And they're like, here's one. And then I go circle back and get like four more. I'm like just shoving it into my, my briefcase. Stealing supplies. <laughs> I know. Whatever. I still have office supplies from the law firm I worked at <laughs> 10 years ago. Longer. Longer. Wow. Oh, dear God. That job was in like 2008. Hey, oh, you're getting you're old really now. Old you're getting old. Uh, oh, Bobby, I have to tell you why I hate your aunt who works. Oh, yes. The, please yes. do. Please tell me the, so I can tell so I can tell Rose why you hate her. Please tell me. The, it, these ladies who work in the information kiosk slash mall gift wrap center slash place where you buy mall gift cards. God love them. They're almost always older ladies. But the thing is, they would always send people to my store for the wrong stuff. And oh. so people would come down and say, oh, I hear you're a Minnesota tourist store. And I would say, you were, you're misinformed. Because um, we were not a tourist store. We were a Minnesota-owned store, not a Minnesota products store. Oh. And so... They would constantly be sending people to us for incorrect things, and then I have to deal with it and, again, point them to the spirit of the red horse at the Mall of America or whatever. And it is just not something that I have time to deal with. And they didn't know how the mall gift cards worked, and so I had a lot of disappointed customers when their gift cards would get refused just because the people didn't explain things to them. And they're just lovely people, and they made my job more difficult. Thanks, Rose. <laughs> I will play this for her, but not the two hours that came before it. Um, and speaking of, we, we are over two hours, ladies. Yes. Uh, so maybe we can do a lightning round on the question of the week. Do we have any, or or do we need to do more mall, or do we need to do mall part no, two? I mean, uh, we could do mall part two, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, let's go to our question of the week. What's uh, your mall food court go-to? Yeah. You each put two, so I felt compelled to do two. Yes. 
And my one is the more sort of snacky, um, classic mall thing. If you go to the TCBY, the country's best yogurt, yes. which was just I'm two aware. down from the first one of our stores that I worked at, you can get something there called a sorbet fizz, which is a hmm, back to slushies, which is essentially a slushy of that day's sorbet flavor mixed with what do we say? The lemon lime carbonated soda yes, the, of uh, your choice? The, yes, exactly. <laughs> lemon lime carbonated beverage of whatever brand TCBY has a, an affiliation with or generic, low-cost generic. That sucker was so refreshing. I really like that. I have had a lot of sorbet fizzes in my time. But as far as a real, well, restaurant is stretching it, we had an Arby's Ooh. in my first mall. And that really did it for me. A yeah. roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Yep. Some curly fries, maybe potato wedges. I don't know. If you were getting fancy, mm-hmm. that was my go-to. That sounds good. America's roast beef, yes, sir. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I put two here as well. Uh, the first is Auntie Anne's because I feel like there's nowhere else where you get that kind of pretzel and cheese other than the occasional, mm-hmm. if you're very lucky, throughway rest stop. Uh, and yeah, the big old uh, soft uh, pretzel, watching them twist them there and, and making them on the spot, nice and buttery. It's very impressive. Soft, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The wrist flick and all the mm-hmm. Auntie Anne's and... is the best too. There's like one. There's another pretzel. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't give me a pretzel maker or a oh, Wetz- Wetzel's yep. pretzels. Wetzel's pretzels. No, yeah, Auntie no, Anne's no. is the shit. Auntie Anne's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. OG. And then nice the... and soft. And yes. if you get the dipped in butter with mm-hmm. the salt on them, the that's salt. Good. Did you guys ever get one of their pretzel dogs where they would do the hot dog and they would wrap the pretzel dough around it i have uh-uh. yep and uh the cheese dip and uh yep. and a lemonade hell yeah absolutely oh yeah so, auntie has lemonade yep yep uh <sighs> yep and the thing is like occasionally i'll buy a box of uh what we call mike trout pretzels the the one thing that mike trout the best baseball player ever to exist endorses is frozen pretzels uh, I forget the name of the brand of the pretzels, but they're just Mike Trout pretzels. And I'll buy those okay. and eat them at home occasionally. And um, it's just, it makes me just want Andy Hands. Like, it just doesn't do it. Uh, and then the other thing is what I call the chicken run, which will probably never come back after the pandemic. Um, but I, whatever we would go to the mall, Sam would just, even, I mean, in my, I've done this my whole life, but with Sam over the last decade, you know, I'll go to the food court and I'll just look at her and I say, uh, you can wait here because I know you want nothing to do with this, but I am going to go do the chicken run. And that's just where you walk through the food court and eat the bite of sample chicken from all the different places. <laughs> the the six the six marginally different ethnic food places that are all basically yes. serving the same buffet yeah. chicken and all staffed by the same companies. Uh, so you know, you get your bite of uh, the uh, sesame chicken, and then you get your bite of the sweet and sour chicken and the orange chicken, and then you go to the place that has bourbon chicken, and mm. then you go back to past the Charlie's where you get a bite of a chicken California sub that they've cut up for samples. And you get yourself five or different styles of, of what we affectionately call at home sticky chicken. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the chicken run. So I do that, and then I'm not hungry anymore, and I'm good. That'll That'll hold me for an hour. I can't imagine why Sam wants no part of it. <laughs> You're like, hold tight. Stay here. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a man to pass up a free sample. Will has taken me to uh, Costco uh, uh, in, uh, you know, whatever, outside of Seattle and just watched me have lunch. <laughs> I going. used to do that. I used to do that with Bridget. I would t- like tool around Costco. Ooh, here. 
her little why yes i will thank you very much (laughs) who am i to say no to this pierogi (laughs) i would like that mini waffle bite (laughs) my favorite even though he's sort of dorky my favorite is jim gaffigan where he's like you always have to pretend like you're maybe gonna buy it you're like maybe (laughs) nah and then you just like you gotta pick up the box and kind of examine the box and Flip it over and read the back. Hmm, maybe I'll be back, you say. I'll be right back. Bye. <laughs> um, all right. Mine are, are my from my two favorite malls. The first one is from Century City, and these do not exist anymore, but I loved a Baja Fresh. That was my go-to lunch at Century City. I mean, I probably spent, not that it's expensive, but I probably spent my, you know, $9 an hour or whatever, um, at Baja Fresh or just getting like, takeout food, but I love the chicken salad there. It was my favorite. Oh, it was so good. And I think they're all gone now, but they, it was truly delicious and they had the best salsa. It was too fresh. It was too fresh. Mm-hmm. It's gone just now. too fresh. Um, and then as far as North Park, so the, the thing about North Park is, is when I was growing up, it didn't have a food court. And that was sort of like made it the classy mall because it didn't, I mean, it had restaurants <laughs> in it, but it didn't have a food court. So it sure. didn't, it, you know, it didn't like attract rowdy teens or whatever to the food court. But um, that they had, well, they had like a El Phoenix, which is a Mexican restaurant, and like I said, a Wyatt's cafeteria. And they also had this thing called Thirsties. And there was this, which is sort of a smoothie place, and they had a mocha smoothie that like I dream about now. It's a, I can't, I don't even know. It just was, so, I mean, it was just in the corner next to Neiman's upstairs, sort of tucked away, and... You know, it was $3 for a large smoothie, and I and I don't even love smoothies, but whatever the concoction was, I could just, oh, I could taste it now. And I, I Googled, because I was like, is it still there? I don't think it's still there. And then they're, they're gone. It, it lasted Aww. for a little bit, but both of mine are, are sadly, sadly gone. But yeah, Aww. those are my favorites. I know. R.I.P. Thirsties. You made me think of when I was working at the Taco John's, and my friend Robin worked two down at the Cinnabon. Mm-mm-mm. Did you know that... At least back in 1993, um, when people asked how many calories were in a Cinnabon, they were supposed to say they didn't know <laughs> before all the uh, nutrition labeling laws were around. Uh-huh, your, only knew. Your daily, but, uh, like, <laughs> 2000 plus. I think that's not that far off. But um, she used to make me like little shot sizes of their mocha latte chill. Now, you guys know I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. But they had chocolate and she would put a big thing of whipped cream. So, Hillary, like you were saying, you're not really into smoothies. I'm like, I'm not really into mocha latte chills. But But you know what? Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. I know. I know. Sometimes something there's just some flavor combination and texture combination that you're just like, yes, this is for me. Um, I'm on a Facebook page, which appears to be an abandoned Facebook page for thirsties. <laughs> the, the, last, you are. the last post has eight likes it's from August 7th, 2013. And it says tax free weekend is almost upon us. Don't forget to stop by and pick up your favorite smoothie or chill while you were out doing your back to school shopping. What better way to relax and catch you breath than with one of our delicious drinks, question mark, exclamation point. And then there's a post, one comment on it. The comment is from four years later, April 3rd, 2017. (laughs) Kelvin writes, when will you publish your nutritional info? Pure sugar is, quote, lactose-free, and the tablespoon of fruit you put in the smoothie makes it, quote, made with real fruit. Not very helpful. What are you hiding? God, Calvin. Calvin's a thirsty truther. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I put the link in the Slack because I, I there are pictures of various thirsty storefronts, and I want to see if one of them's yours. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, I'm going to look. I'll get there. Well, we, we, uh, maybe we'll look after because like, we're, we're getting a little long. <laughs> long tooth. <laughs> what are you talking about? Two hours and 19 minutes. I'm sure we talked for like three minutes previously. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can tell you from the timestamps, we start at 512. Oh, see, it's a slender show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, all right, let's go to Tishi Recommends. And my recommends this week is a, a show on Netflix that I believe is a Netflix original called We Are the Champions, uh, which was a series. Uh, it, it's, a I think, six episodes. Um, yeah, six episodes, something like that. I've got a list here. I didn't do my homework on this part particularly well. Uh, but it's it's a show where each episode is a like a one-hour docu uh, documentary episode on a weird competition. It gets into the details behind that competition, how it works, the dynamics of the people who participate in it. Uh, and it mm. took me, I would say, into the second episode before I realized it's being narrated by Rain Wilson. Mm. Taking himself intentionally too seriously. Yeah. So are we talking like cup stacking and Rubik's Cube solving, that kind of competition? Kind of. So season one features face-offs including, this is from an article in Variety, cheese rolling, which was the first episode. Oh, in Switzerland. Right. Down the hills and all the broken bones mm-hmm. and people dying and breaking themselves. Um, chili eating. That's not like the food, like a chili bowl, but like hot chilies. Chili peppers. Contempt- competitive mm-hmm. uh, fantasy hairstyling, which is crazy. <laughs> like I can't begin to describe it now. Uh, yo-yoing. They went to a yo-yoing competition. Uh, dog dancing, which is a thing, <laughs> which sounds like what it is. Uh, and frog jumping. Hmm, sure. Also, a thing sure, that sure. was way more complicated than I thought it was. Wow. Um, we put it on one afternoon because we were just hanging out. And we're like, Sam just just picked it. She was just like, Ah, oh, Netflix has this in its queue, and sure, why not? And we found ourselves watching it all day. We watched the entire season, and I would say it's background TV. It's something that requires two thirty, thirty to seventy, yeah, thirty to seventy percent of your attention at any given time. But it was great, and yeah, eventually I'm like, What is that voice? Voice sounds so familiar, and he's taking himself seriously until he's not. I was like, "Oh, it's like a gravelly Rain Wilson." Mm. He mentioned a beet farm, and then you had it. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Like, I know he was on some show that got some level of attention recently, and I was like, "You can't picture him as anything but Dwight Trout." Yep. But as mm-hmm. a narrator, you, he can get away with it because he he intentionally has this sort of hefty enough voice when he's doing the show that it's not off putting. Interesting. So we are the champions on Netflix. And we'll roll into the shameless Amazon plugs of the week. So we have two. One is from me, and it's not the Cos RX acne pimple patches. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, that one is from me. I um, I just want to caveat with, I don't know if these actually work. Um, and they really... What I okay, so what it is is this little like kind of latex okay, thing. Okay, Gwyneth. I know. <laughs> this is what I'll say. I don't. It's not like I think that there's some medicine that's being like, you know, gone through my skin to heal my ma- my mask me. Like I don't. I don't think that. But with mask wearing, I have definitely had like more like chin zits going on, and when I'm sitting 
I'm a face toucher. Like, this is a problem that I have. Like, I, oh, especially if I have a zit, I will just, like, touch it constantly. Like, it's like a tick. So what this does is really, I can wear it when I'm at home or I can wear it at night. And it protects it me from touching it, basically. So it doesn't, you know, that's kind of what makes acne worse is you're touching your face. And it's just, like, more crap is getting into whatever you know, zit that you have. Mm -hmm. These things are great because I don't like, I don't touch my skin. Even if I touch it, it's not like the germs from my fingers are not getting there. And I, I, it, it works best. I mean, this is going to sound really gross when there's like a head on it. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, but when there's like a white head on it and I, I really want to pop it or I really want to mess with it, it helps me not. And it makes it kind of go away because I'm not touching it. Maybe there's some sort of Korean, like thing that's going in there, <laughs> but uh, they're pretty cheap. They come from like with a lot. I mean, they come with a three pack, which has like, I can't remember how many, but like 36 per um, pack. And I don't know. They seem to work really well for me. So I recommend them. I like the instructions, how to use one, clean the area around the problem <laughs> spot. Two, select a bigger size patch than the problem spot mm. and attach the patch to the spot. Thanks. <laughs> no, thanks so much. It's always sad when I get down to the little tiny ones because I'm like, what? I'm not covering up anything that's this small. Like, this is yeah, useless. If, if only that was my problem. <laughs> I, were that size. I have done it where I put like three of the little teeny tiny ones when I'm down to the little last to cover up like some giant zit that I have. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it's I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> Uh, just for the record, uh, when Sam was working with some younger students when the pandemic started, uh, I learned that the kids were calling those maskies. Oh, those masks. <laughs> right. Those are maskies. Well, so there I like you go. mask me better, but mask me. Uh, um, I also have a shameless Amazon plug of the week, and it is an American standard 06607002002A aerator, 2.2 gallons per minute, 8.3 liter slash minute, maximum 15 sixteenth inch male threads, polished chrome. Uh, this, Whew, this, is, um, this is even cheaper than your acne uh, masky patches. Uh, this is an aerator for your sink. It's just a little nubbin that you screw on to the faucet so that it doesn't come out like a gushing geyser. Uh, and this is because after months of our shitty kitchen sink in the apartment, I thought to myself, you know, I bet it would only cost me a few bucks to just uh, fix that. Mm. And so three seventy four, three dollars and seventy four cents was wow. what it cost me to make. And I could have gotten a two pack or a three pack, but I thought I'm just going to get one. I don't need. I just need one. And then I did it, and I was so impressed with its effectiveness uh, that I bought another one because the bathroom sink also sucks. Uh, so yeah, three seventy four for an aerator for your sink, and now the water that used to go <laughs> now it just goes. It's like a it's normal perfect. good. Yeah, it's like it's like a sink that works. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I wish I had taken a before video, but I'm not taking it back apart to take one. So there you go. Get your pimple patches and aerators from us. <laughs> a little bit more housekeeping. You can also do your Christmas shopping with us or whatever other Christmas era. December holiday you choose to celebrate or you can just buy stuff for yourself, which is fine by us. Do that at thisshowhaseverything.com. Press the shop button. Get your tote bags, mugs, and all that good stuff. Get them ordered now. Be sure to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. We're great. Give us five stars. Say great things. Don't use swears. And remember to use... Bet. Our... Don't use swears. Right. Bet. <laughs> yeah, bet. Jesus. What are you doing to us? 
And uh, make sure to use one of our Amazon links for whatever you buy, even if you don't need uh, masky patches or an aerator for your crappy apartment sink. Uh, you can just start there and then shop for whatever you actually need from Bezos, and we get a few pennies from him as a kickback for the referral. Bezos is turning into Lex Luthor before he our really eyes. Is. He really oh my is. God. Ugh. If you would like to get involved with the show, our website, this show has everything.com. It's beautiful. Most importantly, it has links if you want to shop or if you want to donate to us. Anything that involves money. Yeah, uh, money. You can contribute your commentary at throwyourphone.com. Our Facebook group is the place to go for the question of the week, which again is what is your mall food court go to this should be interesting because we're just food oriented people this group (laughs) we have opinions about food (laughs) yes so we will post that question of the week in a few days or hours and we would welcome your opinions the show twitter is at tishy show you can email us if you don't do the facebooks at tishy at 10710.com Send us a voice memo like Ted did, our favorite listener. If you want to be our official favorite listener, <laughs> got to get on the voice memo. And fax Bobby your butt or your mall going out of business flyers <laughs> at 617-354-8513. Thanks, everybody, for joining us all the way to the end of this <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> lot to say about malls it's a big topic if i pick and that was <laughs> definitely not everything <laughs> no way no we not have barely <laughs>
Got it Monday, done Monday. Right to the front of the queue. Hi, future Hillary here. Uh, Yes, I do realize that uh, we have now ended with Let's Go to the Mall two times. Um, It's an American and Canadian classic. So there you go. Bye.